Good evening and welcome to the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast. So we're in our sixth team list Tuesday. I'm your host, Stuart Lord, and tonight I'm joined by Mitch Brown, who is an expert physio and also eating chips. Good evening, Mitch. Hey, mate. How are you? I just got that last chip down my throat then. <laughs> That's it. Uh, doing well, doing well, Mitch. And Nick, who is our stats and fantasy nugget. So stats guru and fantasy nugget as it is bolded here how you doing nick g'day guys doing well doing well what's happening oh well i'm not eating chips where are my chips <laughs> <laughs> what kind of chips are they mate are they like wedges or not they're um sweet uh sweet chili and sour cream um chips emma likes to have like a box of them in the house so we always have like a little little packet lying around i thought it washed my homemade pizza down nicely which it has yeah Excellent. buddy so look for our three remaining listeners after that one thinking that they dialed into the lifestyle <laughs> channel uh look guys we're, <laughs> we are up boom and bust nrl is up on facebook and instagram at boom or bust nrl and look we've been doing some fun socials and some other things up there we've got the podcast you can connect to us for questions you can hit us up on like uh, the chats to to ask us stuff during the week all sorts of stuff uh, so like like and follow as well as listen to the podcast also big shout outs to everyone who's taken time uh, to to talk up to us already on our DMs and also for our 998 lo- uh, likes and I think it's almost 1200 followers for our page so thank you everyone and look you know two more till we reach a thousand so that's amazing and also 400 downloads this week on the podcast so well done everyone you Wow, that is a considerable amount higher than the than the two I thought we'd get from our respective mothers. Your one because she's interested in mine because she felt bad. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so, and look, and thank you guys. If you do like the podcast or if you got feedback for us, look, if if you if you like it, or you got feedback, please leave a review. And if you like or dislike anything about us, hit us up on the DMs. Let us know. Uh, we can only improve if we know what to improve. And if it's cut my two co-members, then, you know, that's up for discussion. <laughs> <laughs> so, assuming they don't see it and delete it first. So, look, guys, let's look at this week. So, we have a number of segments starting up tonight. So, we have our Boom or Bust Leagues. We have our NRL News. We have our Nick's Sheesh Stats. We have Mitch's Trust Me, I'm a Physio. We have the Naughty Corner. We also talk about where we went wrong last week. We have the rundown of all eight games and 16 teams. We then have the uh, To The Moon, which is our break-evens and guys we think are going to make you some value. We have a point of difference players, our captains, picks for the week, what we think our trades are going to be before we change them at the last minute. And finally, we have questions from you, our valued listeners. So uh, because our guys always forget to take the timestamps, uh, you'll just have to skip through to near the end if you want to hear the questions. So We're long past timestamps, unfortunately. We, we had several meetings and we just haven't worked out a good solution yet. That's it. Uh, well, moving on, we have our Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Leagues. So, look, I'll kick us off. Stu's Chaos Mode head-to-head. So, guys, this is possibly the grossest league I've ever been a part of. So, I snaked out a win last week. I'm up from 17th to 12th. So, I'm not even halfway through yet. I'm not in the in the finals leagues yet, but at least I'm 2-3. and three. Uh, Big shout-out to uh, Scuba Loves, Loves Pies. 
uh, mate, 861 this week, which is a huge score. So, guys, I think, you know, 900's the new, you know, 1150 this year. So, 861 is a big score. Well done. Mitch, how have you been going? Look, mate, I think the only coaching seat that is hotter than mine at the moment would be Michael Maguire's. It's been a gnarly 2022 season um you know the 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 board is saying that i'm going to be signed for next year which is a terrible sign in the nrl so i'm i'm struggling but currently we've got nrl fl lomas uh who is undefeated on five and oh he's uh absolutely crushing it um somehow i mean i lost another game and it continued to sit on two and three i moved up from 14th to 13th so I'm not sure how that's worked. I think a couple of people above me have had, had really rough weeks with their uh, differential, but we're climbing up the ladder um, one differential week at a time by the look of it. <laughs> well done. And Nick, how are you going, mate? Well, we have Cher Brothers, who's uh, first in our league there, 5-0, and and they scored 828 points this week. That was Elias G, so congrats uh, for leading the league. I'm currently seventh, so, you know, it's pretty good, I guess. Oi, oi. Uh, out of 20, so not terrible, but, um, you know, still got to keep climbing. As far as the overall league, guys, Bolden, the beautiful Jackson B, he scored 848 points this week in round five, which, as Stu said before, is a really nice score. Uh, 121 overall, so congrats to Jackson. Uh, 121, that's that's bloody awesome, and thanks for representing us in uh, the overall. Yeah, well done, Bolden. All right, guys, and overall for fantasy. So, Nick, take us off, mate. How'd you go this week? I just cracked 800, guys. 803 was my score, not my rank. My rank was 7,700. So, you know, one of those things, I think I slid back just a little bit this week and um, the Cleary captaincy has just bitten my ass a little bit. So, yeah. Cleary's you- got you two years in a row, mate. Oh, mate. Last year I didn't take him and I regretted it. And this year I took him and I do regret it. It's just, oh, you can't win. That's the curse, mate. I just got to do whatever you don't do. Yeah, so. I, I I shouldn't have, shouldn't have followed him. I'm really regretting that. I'm currently sitting on uh, nine thousand two hundred sixty-four boys, so I've dropped about seven thousand ranks in two weeks. It's been it's been pretty turbulent. Uh, score of seven eighty-nine. So I didn't embarrass myself, but Cleary is captain again. Uh, really hurt me, and I missed a few points on the bench. I had uh, both Chewy Lagi and Elias sitting on my bench, which wasn't uh, wasn't great. Yeah, mate, Mitch, I joined you on that one, mate. I uh, picked up Payne Haas' score, but um, that was the main difference there. So I got 8.33 and I'm about 5,500. So 5.446. But the, um, yeah, it's same with me, mate. I dropped about 60 points this week. I would have been close to 900 just due to uh, poor benching. So, but you know what? Gaining value, gaining value. You know, when you're doing badly overall, you shift to head-to-head, right? So... <laughs> Anyway, I've already uh, made the transition. Excellent. So, okay, let's look at some news this week. Uh, Nick, what have we heard about Milford? Um, I don't know. Apparently, he's uh, likely to join the light, uh, the the Newcastle Knights, which was rumoured sort of before the season. So, um, his assault charge has been dropped through the courts, but apparently, the NRL's doing their own. Uh, investigation now so we'll sort of wait and see on that nothing's confirmed and the other one other bit of news guys Ivan and Nathan Cleary they signed at the Panthers until 2027 so Stu I can uh, already see you grin through the screen right now <laughs> yeah that's oh, gross mate it's it's the signing that needs to happen so you know you- what did they put Cleary on to do we know 
1.1. And Ivan's on what, 10.1 or something? I, he's on a lot of money. He's over, well over a million, what it was described as. I'm disappointed he's gone for the 1.1. I think Cleary would have been better off going for 900 to make sure he kept some of that talent around him. But anyway, didn't listen to me. What would I know? Yeah, I th- I think um, I think that yeah, it definitely would benefit from from being unders. But you know, th- with the production line that they have going there, oh, we lose Matt Burton. Oh, we got Targo. <laughs> so oh, they they're doing all right at the production line, bringing these cheap fellas through. Uh, all right, Nick. She stats this week. What are the big ones? G- give us the stats that matter. So, in terms of the outliers this week, we had Katoni Staggs who had a rampaging 14 tackle busts. And the guy on the end of that was Paul Momorowski with nine missed tackles. Uh, <laughs> I heard he spent more time lying on his back than standing up. <laughs> You know, they in the broadcast, they're talking about Manu potentially swapping sides and, you know, oh, poor guy. Anyway. Um, you just then put stags onto the other side, wouldn't you? Just follow, follow <laughs> Momorowski around. <laughs> no, I'm back, buddy. Mate, it was like under 12s. So it was ridiculous. He was just like, yeah, smashing it, uh, smashing poor Paul. Poor Paul. And, um, yeah, we had DC with 644 kick metres and um, Rendigity, 651. That's Adam Reynolds, for those who don't know, Rendigity, 651, which is awesome. That. I don't think anyone knew that, mate. I think you just it's made his, that up. No, it's his nickname. It's I think it's his Instagram handle. Um, the other one is uh, Ronaldo Militalo, three line breaks, wow. which was um, pretty awesome. Uh, and the last one is a comical one as well. Matt Dufty, four errors. Um, and they're all incredibly memorable. And, um, yeah, poor bastard just had how, no... How, how no... long does Gus hold the faith? Because let's be honest, Gus is coaching that team, not Trent Barrett. How long, how long does he... Oh, I'm surprised he's he... team list this week, you know. He, oh. I am too. He single-handedly took the soul out of that Bulldogs team. I thought they had a couple of good moments. Mm. And uh, that, that drop off the kickoff is just... Anyway... Uh, yep. It certainly wasn't good, though. I must say, Nathan Clear is putting up some absolute filth. Like, if there's so that, one that's guy job, but... you don't want to... Oh, yeah, but, like, he, if you saw them coming down, mate, like, even some of them were floating, moving in the air last minute. They were just ugly. So, whoever's the kicking coach down there at the Panthers, mate, you've done your job. Cause yeah, he has a bit of a cannon on him, doesn't he? Yeah, and Burton was putting up the same type of kicks. He was doing very and yet, well. And yet Edwards wasn't dropping them, so, you know. <laughs> oh, there's certainly a difference between those two. All, all right, uh, well, well, look, moving on, Mitch. Injuries this week, mate. What are we looking at? Yep. Well, let's start off with the big one. So we've got Latrell Mitchell. It, it seemed rather innocuous, and it was pretty clear at the time that he must have been carrying it before, which he was. He's re-injured the hamstring tendon that he completely tore back in 2020 uh, towards the end of that season. It's looking like a minimum, in my opinion, of eight weeks out. It's very difficult to predict this injury. It's quite serious, uh, particularly given that he's had it before. It's slow risk, very, very high risk of uh, reoccurring. He's an absolute sell from a fantasy point of view. Wouldn't touch him from the remainder of the season, and I really hope he's okay. It's the sort of thing that it's recurred again, Um I'm concerned that it could really hinder the rest of his career. So hopefully they can sort that out. But I wouldn't be shocked if, uh, depending on the severity, he might have to go under the knife again because it it can get a bit gnarly when that tendon starts to come away from the bone again. Uh, two simple ones. So we've got Griffin Neen and Jermaine Tanoa-Brown, both with HIAs. They should return next week. 
Uh, Dominic Young, uh, grade two MCL. So he's looking at four to six weeks in that winging position. I'd probably say six. And that is actually going to give Edric Lee the opportunity to return. Um, I really felt like Dominic Young had played so well that he, Edric didn't have a chance. But with this MCL, he gets an opportunity to compete. Uh, Waka Blake, so that was a high-grade MCL. I'm actually thinking that could be a grade three, similar to Brian Toto. Mm. Um, I reckon it's likely closer to the eight-week mark, um, and therefore Penasini's heading off to the wing. Marty Tapao um, reported so the neck burners. He's playing this week. So at this point, nothing to report, though. Watching uh, Marty play this year, I have felt he's been a little bit off the pace. So I wonder if there's something a little bit more there that we're not being told. Yeah. He, he seems to... The reason why I brought this one up, I, I wrote this one up a few minutes, is because he seems to have gone down a few times. He's in, like, absolute agony. And then he's got up to oh. play again, but... That's exactly right, mate. And I, when you put it in there, I thought the same because I've been wondering if he's been carrying actually like maybe a little bit of a disc bulge ah. in the neck and they're not saying that. And that, that's with good reason. I mean, NRL players don't go out to hurt one another, but if they know there's something going in the neck, they might put you on the ground a little bit harder. So sometimes they can be a bit cautious with naming those types of injuries. They do have an obligation uh, at a certain degree to do that. But I wouldn't be shocked at all if they're chucking cortisone in there sort of every few weeks to settle that down because I've seen the same thing. And the only thing that sort of correlates with that would be some sort of dysbulgeal compression of the nerve in that area. So I'm wondering if that's the case. And neck burners is kind of a very loose term that can be applied to that. I uh, gotcha. So big question mark on Marty to power, I guess, moving forward. Potentially, potentially. Ooh. Okay, uh, good to know. So, look, let's move through to my naughty corner. So, uh, this week, Junior Paulo tackled so well, he got a week off for it. So, <laughs> with his head. I don't know, guys. I I felt like it was a little bit of whiplash of the head into the like, initial contact with shoulder to shoulder, and then the head kind of whiplashed in. But, I don't know. Obviously, NRL knows better than me. What? How about you guys? I really think they need to revise this. It's a contact sport. Focus on the late hit. I really think that needs to be gone from the game. Mm. The egregious, careless hit to the head, that needs to be gone from the game. But, you know, I watched the NRL for those hits from Junior Junior Polo. And it's just frustrating as a fan to see that. There was no real thought and consideration. They've gone really black and white. The head hits the ground. They don't really care how it happens. Um, and he, he's, he's, you know, getting in trouble. I think it's a bit silly, to be honest. To be, yeah, the only head hits that I saw this week that uh, didn't go off are head-to-head knocks. So maybe Junior Polo, lead with your head, mate. I saw, <laughs> as long as it's not like Dylan Napper launching with the head. And then we got uh, Payne Haas and Albert Kelly. So Payne Haas gets the week off. Mate, I guess, I don't know, for me, it's one of those ones for Payne Haas. I don't think he did much wrong, but I also think that he's, he's the type of guy who gets in trouble. Uh only off the field it's not on the field it's only off the field and it's his temper so I think the pain ass probably just needs to I don't know go to the Brad Fittler school of chilling out <laughs> maybe not that hard but uh, definitely not that hard uh, look I think it's I'm not sure who's released this video but I feel like it was the intent to probably cause this issue and you know, it sounds from to me from what was happening that Kelly was sort of carrying on a little bit under the influence and he's rubbed Haas the wrong way and Haas is a big angry man and he probably shouldn't have done that. And now now both of them are sitting out for a week. So that'll hurt Brisbane. They they, they look a terrible side without Haas in the field. I thought the Roosters got the ascendancy when Haas went off on uh, Friday night. So I won't oh, be tipping them this week. Uh, that's it. Oh, mate, 
you know, they've got Corey Jensen coming in. What could go wrong? As uh, <laughs> his starting prop. And uh, look, we've got Joe Rear Hargraves this week. He gets off with a fine. But I uh, know, mate. Look, if you're listening, which you won't be, mate, I will intentionally say, mate, you're you're a flog for the way that you go about your business. Uh, for those, uh, the move uh, against the knee. Uh, he he should have been sent off and copped at least two weeks. Yeah, that is egregious. He, he grabbed the ankle and then pushed the knee and it was, and so he had to fall against the knee joint sideways. Not to mention that the knee was strapped to prevent that exact movement. And Jared's been around the game long enough to know that that's what that was strapped for. It was just disgusting. A hundred percent. And and the other one that he did a bit later on, uh, where he um, he really just twisted t- Oates' knee. Yeah. Yeah. He just yanked it right up so his foot touched yeah. his backside. What what is Politis paying these people for him to get off from that? Like, you know, the bad precedent, isn't it? Jaden Sewer blows and Sean O'Sullivan falls over and he gets sent off and where he where he Hargraves gets a, a fine I, I just can't reconcile that no. I really can't no that's it so you know the bosses at the NRL you're not listening but if you are uh, that's the sort of stuff that as players like like as, as fans that we really don't like is that sort of thing there where it's he's deliberately trying to hurt other players in the middle of the game yep. so yeah, absolute flog. Anyway, moving on from the naughty corner, uh, where we all went wrong. So for me, I'll lead off with this one. It's my bench again. So this week, last week I played to a luggy and that did not pan out. And uh, this week I decided to bench to a luggy, decided to bench Elias, and uh, I decided to pull in Stephen Crichton's points and, that didn't, uh, and Billy Walter's points. That did not work out for me either. So I should have uh, picked up Bodie Jones. So that's my fault. Uh, how about you guys? What happened there, Nick? Um, Dylan Brown. I didn't bring him in, but you know had a pretty strong buy rating on him based upon his form uh, for a couple of rounds there, and he only put up a thirty-two. So he had a pretty quiet game. Nineteen tackles, only fifty-seven meters, and no tackle bus, and pretty much did nothing. I think he's got a try though, but you know, oh well. Yeah, fair enough. And Mitch. I was actually just looking through round 14. I think most of my recommendations on players were pretty good, but probably the two things that stuck out as aspects of my recommendations and teams that sort of hurt me and anyone who listened to me was Benny Hunt. I mean, I said hold the line. I actually still believe that he had a rough game and was just a victim of trying to pull uh, a team that I... Actually, that's what I got wrong. There you go. I said the Dragons weren't stinky. My poos don't sink that bad. That was just horrendous. So that's the that's the first thing I got wrong. And then the second thing I got wrong was, uh, although, again, it's a mild one, Captain in Cleary, I, I continue to pay for that trade um, off Haas to Cleary. That cost me about 25, 30 points. So they're probably the big two. Um, and so, Mitch, yeah. you, just, you just reminded me, I said the Eels were stinky and they are not. They are I'm solid. They are I, I, very I, solid. I'm not apologizing till they finish in the top four, but Eels fans, um, the apology is probably going to come. <laughs> That's yeah, I'm, I'm apologizing now. Um, <laughs> just ahead of it so I can just um, be have a clearer fantasy head so I'm not holding grudges against Eels players because I don't think I have one on my team. So. Yeah, I don't, but I just don't like the way they, they care about business. Their arrogance annoys me. So I'm going to continue to hold the grudge yeah, and I refuse want, to apologize. They don't want anything, yeah. And they're just... And Prince is the way they walk around. Anyway, 
Oh, it's, it's what happens when you have the full run of Church Street, mate. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Okay, let's go to the week five games. So uh, all the games this week, we're actually spread out quite a long way this week. So Thursday through to Monday. So Thursday night's game, we have... Oh, I don't want to call it the worst game of the round because there'll be a worse one on Monday. But yeah, it's a solid game. I reckon this will be pretty close. Like, it's you know, tame. I said to you last week when we went to Huxley's to watch the game on Friday that the Cowboys-Warriors would be the closest game of the week. And I was right. And I'd say it was the most entertaining. This will be close. Yeah, That was yeah. a very entertaining game. Yeah, which is why I said that the game on Monday would be worse. I, I didn't say it wouldn't be close. I just said it would be bad. And I think I'll be right. Uh Anyway, let's moving on. The Raiders this week. Uh, a few changes in the side, guys. Uh, young flyer Xavier Savage has been named at 14 with Matt Frawley dropping to reserves. Uh, Matt Tomoko got a knee in the back last week and he could be out. And look, we've got Jared Croker and also Sebastian Chris hanging around in reserves, so they could be in. Hudson Young also sits at 19 for a possible return, which would cause a bit of a bench shuffle and Cowboys team Nick what are we looking at the Cowboys this week um Ruben Cotter so he's still on the bench uh Cohen Hess goes into the starting side um Jermaine Tanua Brown and Griffin Neem uh left out there uh, HIA, mate. it's it's the short turnaround they don't have the seven days for the HIA protocol ah nice there you go Excellent. And look, uh, good old mate from the wing, Connolly uh, Lumilu, uh, slots in at the bench. He's He's gone the Corey Oates uh, route of trying to transition to a second row. We'll see how that goes. That's uh, highly unusual, isn't it? It is. It is. But I, I think there was a lot of competition down there. So I, I'm, I think it, it might be an okay transition for him. We'll see, we'll see what happens there. Mitch. I feel like Tim List these days, sorry, just quickly, I feel like Tim List these days is just such lotteries as to what's actually going to happen. You know, coaches could just do whatever they want with the 24 players that are named. I think it's where, like, what we do is actually quite valuable because we can see through it. Like, I would say to you now that I think Hudson Young will, Young will play. Mm. I, I think you'll find his way in at 19. Mm. So, yeah, um, that's why who listen to us. That's that's the reason. But I agree with you, Nick. There was a time where you look at the, the 17, and that was the 17 short of something extraordinary. I think anyone from 1 to 20, maybe even 21, is a, is a chance of finding their way in. That's it. Exactly right. There's a lot of smoke screens that, uh, that happened during the week. Uh, well, look, Mitch, lead us off. Who are you thinking about yep. from this game this week? Uh, so first one, let's just get this one done quickly. Tommy Starling, 54 points in 80 minutes. Those who held him were rewarded uh, with their faith. I would see mid-50s as his average moving forward if he continues to get the 80. He definitely will be this week based on Frawley not being in the side. Um, that said, long-term, there's no guarantee that that will continue to be the case uh, because they have been a losing side. I have said and will continue to say that Starling in the 80 is their best bet of being a good team. If he continues his form, he will crack 600K in the next week, uh, next couple of weeks. Um, boys, do we think that Starling will continue to get these minutes? By the look of the bench, uh, look, you know, Gula doesn't really play much uh, hooker at all. Like, there's no one really to take those minutes. So, that, yeah. Jeremiah Nanai, uh, he's at 492K, 27 points, bit disappointing. He had 15 points in demerit. Uh, not unexpected as a young player. He's going to bounce back. 
He's got a 36 break even. My feeling is his true average is somewhere in the low 40s. So at this stage, he's a hold. Uh, and then once his break even sort of balances out to those early 40s, it's looking like time to try and shift that cash somewhere else. Uh, Stu, who have you got, mate? Mate, Jason Tamalolo. So 629K, nine points up on his starting points, 51 points in 63 minutes. Uh, another decent week. Uh, but also not not a return to, you know, 2019 Jason Tamalola either. So is this the new normal for Jason, do you guys reckon? Or do you re- or does moving back to uh, lock this week, does, do you reckon there's more points in Jason Tamalola, guys? I, I would say these minutes are what he's going to get. And, and I think um, the Cowboys coach has made that pretty clear and stuck by that the whole way through. Really, I would say to you, Stu, that his fate as far as his fantasy performance in points is firmly tied to the Cowboys scoring points because a lot of those 51 points are base stats. So if the Cowboys can pick it up, there could be another 5 to 10 points in him. But while they're still stinky, um, I think he'll oscillate from the high, high 40s to the low 50s, which is pretty well where he's been throughout the season. That's it. So And pretty close to where his points are. So probably yep. 5 points with value in him, but only that. All right. Uh, so Ruben Cotter as well, guys. Now, Ruben Cotter, we were all high on preseason until he was injured. Now, he started last week and he got 54 points in 49 minutes. 94K of price rises, a 30 break even. So, guys, any thoughts on Ruben Cotter? Like, can we sustain this? Is it worth? I've seen some people trying to jump on Ruben Cotter. Is, what do you guys think about that one? I feel like the stability in the Cowboys team is just not high enough like Cotter's been in the starting side out of the starting side I can't afford to risk another bad decision uh Nick how do you feel yeah pretty much the same yeah I'm not particularly interested but anyone who does like it's definitely roll the dice mm. yeah I I'm, I think Ruben Cotter's away from like like an injury away from being like a real starting player because uh it showed you what he can perform with Hess out and uh him getting that uh that long minute roll he can certainly score a lot of points. So I guess I would say wait for the next big injury at the Cowboys forwards. And I reckon you'll see Ruben Cotter get some points. That's when I'll jump on once I know yep. that I'm getting a few weeks in a row. Yep. Uh, last one, Charles Nickel Klockstad. Uh, look, Savage is back at 14. So, and Charles Nickel Klockstad, he actually got pushed to the wing at certain points last week after making a few mistakes. Uh so that's a bit of concern. He got 46 in a team that was pretty well beaten. So that's great for us. But And he's looking a bit more dangerous with the ball. But it, Ricky moving him to the wing for a little while, that seems a bit worrying for me. Savage back in. That also starting to sound alarm bell. So guys, for me, uh, keep an eye on him this week. See where Savage comes on at. Uh, CNK, he could be a sell. And Savage could be a buy. Uh, yes, and Savage will drop a lot of coin at 14. Like, unless there's some big yep. injury, at 350K, he will actually get closer to about low, uh, sorry, mid-200s if, you know, a couple of weeks at 14. The Raiders really look like they need a bit of a spark to get their season going after that Fogarty injury. I would not be shocked at all to see Savage playing fullback at about the 50-minute mark. Interesting. That's, uh, meh, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that one goes. So, uh, guys, the game this week. How do we see? Uh, how do we see this going? So, Nick, who have you got winning? Cowboys by six. Mitch, 
Uh, I've got uh, Raiders by 10 at home. I think uh, they're tough to beat down there and the Cowboys don't travel well. Mm. And look, I've got the Raiders plus four. Look, I think I've taken what you guys have said to heart and I'll put put in the Raiders there. All right, next game of the week is the Rabbitohs versus the Bulldogs. A lower eight clash, funnily enough, ninth versus 15th. So teamless this week. Mitch, what's happening with the Rabbitohs? So with Luttrell out, we've got uh, Blake Taft coming in at fullback. Uh, Hammy Seller has been named on the bench and Jackson Paulo lurks for a turn at 24. Um, though I don't know if they should muck around too much with that back line. It's actually looked possibly the best aspect of the team the last couple of weeks. Mm. Uh yeah, I'll quickly run through the Bulldogs, mate. So we've got Chris Patolo. He returns to the starting 17 after being named as the replacement player last week. Uh, looks like Barry again could make a late switch with Ava Sumafagi slotting onto the bench like last week. As expected, Kyle Flanagan pairs Matt Burton in the halves again. And I thought, boys, that was the best rendition of the Bulldogs. I know that they ended up getting fairly handily beaten by the Panthers, but uh, and we were talking about it. I didn't feel like they would have scored a point without Kyle Flanagan. I thought it unlocked Matt Burton, and I actually think it's going to help his fantasy scores as well, just giving him the ability to sort of um, come in and out of the play and not be the focal point. 100%. I, I definitely feel like Matt uh, Matt Burton, he didn't have to touch the ball 17 times a set. And tackle five, he didn't have to be the focal point of the play either. So, yeah, it was, it was a good play there. So, Nick, who have you got for this one, mate? Oh, mate, I, I thought you were, you should could just continue on your Matt Burton. Oh, uh, yep. Okay, well, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> well, look, he's at 6'11", okay? He's got a 49 break even. He lost goal kicking this week to Kyle Flanagan, Matt Burton this week. So, a little bit of base stats loss. Only four points in the end, but still. Um, now, Bulldogs are halfway through their horror run. So, in the following weeks... They've got the Rabbits, Broncos, Roosters, and then they get a bit of an easy run. Raiders, Knights, Tigers, Dragons. And then the Panthers, round 13, without their origin stars. So, guys, Matt Burton for me, I know a few people have been like, what do I do with him? He's a hold. I'd almost put him as a potential buy at this point because of the way that break-evens have been working. And now it says 49's break-even. His real break-even is probably around 44. So, for Matt Burton, that's pretty easy. He did... The other thing about Matt Burton, I would say, guys, is that he did uh, five six of the kicking. He kicked three sixty meters to Flanagan sixty in general, which was something we were quite worried about. Yeah, a hundred percent. Well, it's twelve points worth of base stats there that that we're talking about. So that would yep. really hurt him. So, but it looks like Matt Burton has the long range kicking, and Kyle Flanagan has a bit of close range kicking and the goal kicking, which is a great split. So, look, I, I've got a potential, even a, like, definite hold, even a potential buy in Matt Burton. Any disagreement from you guys? No, not at all. I've, no. I've, I've, I've got him and I'm going to hold him. I liked what I had to see. I, as I said, I thought that was the best rendition of the Bulldogs. Uh, if they can find a way to get a competent fullback, they might have something. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Uh, Nick, who have you got, mate? Mate, I've got uh, Max King at 486k, uh, 43 points this week, and his break even's only 24 still. So this is just to say, guys, keep holding on to him. His PPM is ridiculous at 1.27. At the rate he's going, he's going to make another 100 to 170k in price rises. So, you know, keep holding him. You know, you could even get on him if you really, really wanted to at this stage. 
Um, the next Real one, quick, guys. Uh, 1.27. How excited does that make you? Because I know you got excited at 0.9. What's 1.27? <laughs> Hey, so, it, it's pretty it's pretty ludicrous like i actually couldn't believe it like you know how you like refresh the page and just double check and then you cross-reference has anyone ever just, had a higher ppm than that not not over like a five game sample like this that i can think of it like like in the forwards obviously you know what i mean like you do have backs who can do like cleary for example right but um, over like a small sample but in terms of forwards coming off the bench just hard work it's just ludicrous anyway just his base stats is just stupid um, Cody Walker uh, 464k he scored 8 last week so his break even is 56 so he just continues to decay 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 he's got 4.6% ownership still so let's just keep an eye on him guys because he's a proven performer um, he, he topped the league with 50 odd tries this last year so he's over couple of game or something like that it was just ludicrous so uh, he could be mid-season pickup of the year i reckon and i would not be surprised if he bounced back this week against a flandering um, bulldog side who um you know they just had to put a bomb up and you know you get the ball back so um anyway are you guys interested in cody walker at all Stu? yes cody walker is someone for me who especially looks to crack below 400 so he's he's definitely good for me. Not so good for uh, our brother Rob, who's got him in our draft league. And this week I said get on him, and that was a big mistake. He lost by a point due to my half. <laughs> oh, I needed that win though, boys. Like I desperately needed that. <laughs> Far out. It's oh. been a tough fantasy draft year. Fair enough. Put put the cash in the brand envelope, mate. But the yeah, just 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 real quick, Cody Walker. Um, is anyone concerned that he might not be happy? I know I brought that up a week or two ago, but... You did, the Bennett Factor, right? The Bennett Factor. I think the Bennett Factor is a real thing. I I, I, I won't be touching him. There is not a chance you can convince me to touch him. I think uh, there's something really amiss with poor Cody Walker at the I, moment. He's, I think it's he's not the same com- dude. I think it's just combination. So he and Adam Reynolds, they knew mm. what they had to do. They knew how to do it. They Plus, you had Dane Gagai sitting out the back there, right? Origin veteran. They could just... It worked very well together. Everyone knew you didn't have to do anything. Now they've had... They're up to the second centre for the year. New new uh, process with Ilias. Uh, you know, you had Jackson Paulo, and now he's not even in the side. So it's... Which was suspended and then now injured. Like. Exactly. It's just a real struggle street. And Blake Taff, like as much as, you know, I'm high on Blake Taff, he's he's not Latrell Mitchell. He's, he's like half mm. of Latrell Mitchell. So yeah. size. I can understand why Cody Walker is <laughs> <laughs> Cody Walker is, is struggling. All right. That wasn't slander. That was a fact. <laughs> yeah, that's probably right, mate. All right. Who else have you got, Nick? Oh, the defensive truth. I love it. Okay. Cam Murray, guys. 889K. He punched out another awesome score of 63. Um, his break even is 56. He continues this just ridiculous form. He's playing long minutes. So he played 65 this week. The couple of weeks before he played high 70s. So, um, but they tore apart the dragon. So he got a bit of a early shower. Um, I also noticed that Jai Arrow moving into the middle sort of unlocked. Um, they've got a one-two sort of punch with, you know, two sort of locks running through that can sort of offload and, and both run. Obviously, Arrow isn't the same type of ball player as Murray, but I think it just unlocks Murray's game. And interestingly enough, his best three scores were against the Storm in round two where Murray scored 84, Roosters round three scored 81, and the Panthers 
uh, he's called 73. So in terms of who uh, the Rabbitohs are, f- are facing, um, Stu mentioned it earlier. Um, we've got the Tigers, Seagulls, Broncos, Warriors, Raiders, Tigers again, and then they got the bye around 13. Um, and he's playing longer minutes, as I mentioned. So when his average uh, greater than 65 minutes um, for the last three seasons, his average is 65.7. So at 14,000K per point, he's going to be around a $920,000 type of player. So at 889K, he's still got another 30K to go just based upon um, his form and his minutes. So he could just be an absolute set and forget by now um, if you sort of aren't feeling too good about Cleary, let's say, and you've got some Cleary cash parked aside and you want to maybe cash out one of your cash cows, I, I couldn't um, fault you wanting to pick up Cam Murray at this point in the season based upon how he's looked so far. Any um, any disagreements, Mitch? Not necessarily a disagreement, mate, but I do take a little bit of a different sort of spin on your stats, which I think are, are really great, is that what I notice about his three best scores are against teams that can really play, and I just wonder if... They were sort of more grindy games where the, the Rabbitohs were on the back foot. There were also teams that liked to play out the middle. I just wonder with the Tigers, Seagulls, Broncos, Warriors, uh, Raiders, and then Tigers again, if that a lot of the play might end up going out wide and Murray's play could be affected uh, negatively as far as his fantasy points. Or to your point, will it be the opposite that with, the Rabbits will sorry. go through the middle? So just to interrupt, I agree. It, it, that's what happened to his IEO against the Knights when... They were trying to get around them when they had the sim bin. But I had a look at that and whether it's against the bottom four, the middle eight or the top four is exactly the same. There's no variance in terms of the quality of the opposition. Well, there you go. So at at that point, not only is he a keeper by, um, he could be a good captain option moving forward because he has been... Whatever he was dealing with, I, I would wager watching him play that he may have been carrying that shoulder injury uh, quite bad. Like it might have been quite bad for all of last year because I really felt like he wasn't the same player fantasy-wise all of 2021. He's just hit another gear and I just feel like physically he's probably in the best spot he's been in a couple of years. So um, I personally won't be with Origin coming up, but if he has hopefully a bit of a dip post-Origin with a reduction of minutes um, coming off the back of those games... I think it's a no-brainer pick up as a as a long-term keeper so long as he gets through it healthy. 100%. 100%. Yep, this is exactly the same for me. I I look Cam Murray looks absolutely amazing. I just hate buying players on the up. And like Cam Murray, like unless you told me he was going to a million, I just I can't do it. It's um I, I'd rather just try and wait for a couple of his uh for, for his performance to turn around, you know, maybe to get a real early bench one day against the Tigers or something like that, give him a big rest, and then uh, wait for that price to come back down. But, Nick, uh, you're right. I couldn't fold anyone for picking him up this week. Yep. All right. Mitch, who have you got, mate? Real quick, boys. Lachlan Elias, I've been banging on about him for five weeks. Uh, he continues to progress into that half roll, 42 points. Hopefully, you all listen to us. One tackle break... Oh, well, sorry, one try assist, one line break assist, and two tackle breaks. Uh, more attacking stats have certainly helped his points, but most importantly, 475 kick meters. He really is moving nicely into this half roll. He's an absolute hold. I think there's more to come out of him. On the other side of things, Matt Dufty. I watched a lot of Matt Dufty. That might have been the worst I've seen him play in the NRL. Certainly his worst fantasy performance at zero points. He took the soul out of this dog's team single-handedly. He's, you know, the, the top-notch Panthers team couldn't do a better job at, at beating that Bulldogs team. Um, 
I actually thought the dogs were competitive in patches. If you have him, I'm not sure why. One missed tackle, four errors, and 46 metres gained. He was just plain awful. Um, no justification on how to play. He's had enough time in the NRL to just not have games like that. Um, Stu? Uh, mate, just one funny stat from that game. He, at zero points, he wasn't the worst 80-minute player. Brent Naden, minus one. <laughs> so, oh, no. but, but there you go. For the uh, 5.9% of people who owned him and lost 34K last week, uh, I guess he can't go much past 220. Uh, moving on, uh, Tavita Pengai Jr. Now, guys, I bought him last week. He, uh, 51 this week versus the best team in the comp, is a pretty good score on the edge. And- for someone who is based on attacking stats, yep. Yeah, so he he, did, he played well. I watched this game in person. Uh, he played the full 80, which is big. He only got seven demerits. Again, like, you know, against a team which loves to, you know, create uh, turnover tackles or uh, generate errors with the speed of their defense. Seven demerits is not too bad. Uh, looking back to Prime Tavita, Pangai Jr., and he's got no carryover demerits for the judiciary. So... I bought him in. I reckon he's a buy, guys. Any? What do you guys think? Nick? Nah, I can't do it. I think I said it last week. I just can't. I've got enough stress in my life without having to be the Pango Jr. in my fantasy team. <laughs> Fair enough, mate. Fair enough. Doing your professional year, you probably don't need to be the Pango on top of that, mate. How about you, Mitch? <laughs> uh, mate, I've already got him in my team. Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> oh, mate, and that's that's the other reason, Mitch. I gave you the good oil last week, and I was chatting to Dino, who's one of the friends of the podcast as well this week, yeah, having a coffee. So you can't give the guys the advice not take it myself. So I've done – I've gambled with TPJ, and I'll ride him. Okay, uh, can, can we bet a sandwich? I reckon he'll get suspended before round 13, before Origin. Done. There's absolutely no way I'm taking that sandwich. I'll, I'll take that sandwich, Nick. I'll take it and I'll eat it, mate. He wants to play Origin. Let's... He's going to be in his best good boy behavior. Okay. Oh, God. There you go. He's, oh. he's one bikey incident from getting deregistered. <laughs> <laughs> he's still out into Queensland. It's, it's only Magic Round that are in trouble, mate. I'll be there. Oh, I'll hit every bikey bar. Anyway, moving on. Uh, last one. Blake Taff. The big news this week. Uh, Latrell Light. Uh, 338k dual player position half wing fullback so he's got the fullback spot for at least eight weeks with Latrell out and if he goes in for that surgery Mitch how long do you reckon it would be if he goes in for hamstring surgery it could be season mate we okay so his DPP he's got a 23 back even he's got a soft draw coming up I believe that they're playing the Tigers twice coming up yep. yeah Tigers twice coming up so <laughs> that's pretty much the definition of soft draw now be warned his highest score is 32 with a try so he's a buy but he's a very soft buy rating from me uh, guys Blake Taff any of you want to bring him in no I don't trust this rabbit as attack not while Cody Walker's playing like that fair enough even with goal kicking not while Cody Walker's playing like that. We just saw with Matt Burton, it's like he lost goal kicking and no one cares because they don't score any freaking points. Ah, uh, that's true. How about you, Nick? Yeah, I've got... Um, yeah, I'll, I'll think about it. Maybe we'll, we'll get to our trades at the end of the pod and I, I might, uh, depending upon if we uncover any other gems in the meantime, I might have to bring him in. Okay. Uh, 
So, guys, uh, as far as winning this game, Mitch, you got the Rabbitohs to win? I got dogs by six. <laughs> Fair enough. I like those. I like that. I liked what I saw, mate. If they hadn't named Matt Dufty, I probably would have said dogs by 12, but he's going to let at least one try in. Ah, fair enough. Nick? Oh, just quickly, my mate Mark reckons uh, Burton would be like a sick fullback as well. I reckon that's probably not a bad idea, eh? Wouldn't that be sick watching Matt Burton play fullback? He? Well, better than Dufty. The step that he put on James Tedesco when he was playing for the Panthers, he ran down the side and then he jinked in field. That big left foot step left him yeah. dead. He's got real pace. Yeah. He's a he's serious six, player. He can play anywhere. He, he's 6'4", like 196 kilos. I looked it up today. He's a serious athlete, eh? I reckon he could do it. Mm-hmm. He could play in second row if he had to. That's so <laughs> long. Yeah. Anyway, I've got uh, the Rabbitohs by 18. And you know what, Mitch? You flipped me around, mate. I'll put the Bulldogs by 12. I had the, I had the Rabbitohs for win, but I'll go with the Bulldogs for this one. <laughs> oh, All no. right. Well, no, I've, I've, I've got too many doggies in my team. I've got Tavita Pangai. I've got Max King. You know, I'm struggling over i got three. i got King, TPJ, and friggin' Burton. Uh, like, I'm all, I've got more dogs than any other team. Yeah, gross, mate. Okay. That's, that's why I'm ranked 9,000. <laughs> We've just come to the root cause there. We've found it out. Okay, look, let's go to the Friday night game. And this is weird two-hour gap. But, you know, Friday night from uh, between six to eight, I guess go say hi to your family on a Friday night. They're probably not used to seeing you between those hours. So, but come 7.55 p.m., tell them to go away again because it is the Panthers versus the Broncos. So, no doubt there's two hours of pregame I've got to watch. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, up home on the screen, you got Mick Ennis for two hours. Oh, my God. You mean Mick Ennis, you mean Buzz Lightyear. Oh, it looks like Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> anyway, so moving on, look, this one's real quick. I'll dispatch this on the Panthers are the same 1-17 to 17 as last week because why mess with a winning side? Uh, you know, Charlie Staines, even though he dropped that try cold last week, he retained his spot, probably just did a bunch of laps. Uh, Broncos team, this is carnage. So Tavita Pangai, uh, sorry, not Tavita Pangai, I was just talking about him. Uh, Payne Haas has been suspended. Uh, so he's handed a breach notice, so he will miss this week, which means Corey Jensen comes in at prop. Also brings Reese Kennedy, who we haven't seen much of, to the bench. Uh, that's about it there. They're probably, they were pretty competitive last week, so I can understand why they weren't many changes so Nick lead us off who are we talking about this week I've got uh, Payne Haas obviously it's just the one week guys uh, don't captain him just hold him the other one I've got guys Stephen Crichton 519k uh, he had a bit of a down week this uh, week 16 fantasy points his break even 43 so he's made some really nice coins so far so uh, but um, in a Panthers side that dominated the, the Bulldogs in the end it was a disappointing score. So Cleary ran the ball uh, quite a few times compared to the week before. Um, so Cleary being the right edge uh, half. And Isaiah Yo actually kept going short to Liam Martin as well. So Crichton didn't really quite get the same type of ball uh, that he got in sort of the first four rounds. And he's also lost the goal kicking since Cleary's comeback as well. So he's sort of relying on his attacking stats and, and more quality ball. So if you're holding him as a cash cow, you can sort of hold him one more week, I reckon. Um, or you can like cash out to, say, Tolotau Kula. Um, however, 
you've also got to take into account, guys, that Cleary will be gone during Origin. So Stephen Crichton will get you know a bit more responsibility, um, particularly with goal kicking and um, a bit more reliance to come up with some more attacking plays. So he should get some more early ball rather than the halves sort of dictating where the ball is going a little bit. So um, I, I just hold uh, Stephen Crichton one more week, I'd say. Easy. Yep. No, I, I, I agree about that one. Look, he's... You can sell him this week. You can you can certainly turn him into Black Taff or Edric Lee or Cooler. But, um, you know, DPP cover in that awful position of wing fullback centre, I'm not, you know, I'm not sure that one game means he's a must, must and, sell. And certainly with the Broncos, like, it's you're not losing anything holding him one more week, are you, really? No. Uh, he's running I, at I, uh, Herbie and uh, undercooked Corey Oates this week, not... Um, not at Stags as well, so that that'll be a battle. Stags versus Targo. Oh, I reckon, oh yeah, yeah that, that, that will be good. For that. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Stags won't be running over him like he did Mommy. No, I reckon he could actually. Yeah, they they Targo and May together. They're they're pretty um, they're pretty burly themselves. So I tell you what, quick feather in your cap, Stu. You called it. Walters in the team. And I think I said that Walters would be better too, but you called this. Walters in the team allowed Reynolds to throw early ball to Stags. They did it for him. Boy, oh boy. Whew. Mm. Different player. A hundred percent. And I guess uh, I'll, I'll add this one really quickly, which is uh, Billy Walters, right? He's played well. He was played better than his 29 points. So he is a hold for me. Absolutely. Uh, yes, it's Absolutely. just sold. Uh, I'll quickly crack on. Taylor May, uh, guys, huge performance this week. Um, the biggest issue you got with him, if you kept him as a cash cow, what do you do with the money in the wing fullback position or centre right now? So just be thinking about that in the back of your head. Where do you put this money when it's time to cash out? Um, I'll be honest with you. I reckon you take Charlie Staines' spot uh, when uh, To'o comes back because he's just played that well. Like, it's hard to drop him. Uh, but the Panthers have done it before. Uh, but it, the last thing I'd say is I've seen a few people still trying to trade him in. I reckon he could do really well this week. Another 50, and he probably will he will still make you 150 that you need to out of him. But I reckon it's too late. You know, if, if you, you get unlucky, he gets a 20. You've burnt your trade, unfortunately. Uh, also, Kobe Hetherington, I talked him up last week. He got 24 points in 41 minutes. He's got a 35 break even, disappointing those who had him. Uh, look, I wouldn't be in a rush to bring him in this week, but uh, I guess if he got him, I'd hold him. Uh, but, yeah, I definitely wouldn't be bringing him in this week. Any, you know, you guys got any other opinions on that one? Would avoid. Mm. All right, Mitch, who have you got, mate? Uh, two here, guys. So I've got Nathan Cleary, 58 points in a slightly better showing this week. Main difference in his stats was the drop in missed tackles, which we sort of discussed would happen last week, and it did. Pleasingly, this score was with minimal to no attacking stats outside of the goal kicking. Likely will drop more value in the coming weeks, but it's very easy to see eventually getting back to those 70 to 80 point weeks once some more of that heat is taken off him. Teams still continue to try and shut him down uh, and therefore he's suffering from that drop in attacking stats. But once they learn, if you shut him down and he passes it to Luai, there's two backs completely open. I think some of that heat's going to be taken away and we'll be back to 2021, Nathan Cleary. So for all those people who aren't like uh, Nugget Nick and Nugget Mitch who took him straight away, wait another week or two and then you'll you'll enjoy uh, Pete Cleary. Um, 
The other one, guys, Dylan Edwards, another oppressive week, or impressive week, rather. 52 points with a try, tack, uh, one try assist, six tackle bus, and 219 meters gain. Only two demerits with that one error. An option for teams struggling with consistency, and I've really felt... Uh, that Dylan has been a much better player having that off-season to cover from his foot injuries back to what we sort of saw in 2020. Uh, Nick and Stu, either of you looking to bring in Dylan Edwards possibly as a, a borderline straight swap from uh, Stephen Crichton? I am. I've, I've seriously given thought about Dylan Edwards this week just as a safe place to park your money because the wing fullback has been a massacre this year. Like, you know, different years it's been centre. 2020 was the year of the, you know, can't find a centre for love nor money. Yep. Uh, and then last year it was sort of a bit all over the place, right? Have clear or don't. This year it's the wing fullbacks. You cannot get a good one. And like James Tedesco, who people are wanting to sell, is like the fifth best performing wing fullback. So Dylan Edwards is doing better. I'd... So if you have 30k extra or 32k, you can go from Stephen Crichton to Dylan Edwards tonight. You can, and I'm not. You know, you, are you going to get to 800k with Dylan Edwards? You are not, but you're going to be pretty safe. You're going to get points. He will not play Origin. He's a good head-to-head -head option, I would say. Yeah, and and he's a he's a good place to park your money if you're not sure what to do with it. So, like, I, I was like, what? where do I go with this? If Edric Lee or Blake Taft doesn't float your boat, Dylan Edwards, like, even if he has a bad week, right, yeah, he'll he'll get a 29 or a 30. He will come back from that. Yeah, I know, Nick, what are you thinking on Dylan Edwards? Oh, exact same. High floor, low ceiling. You know, you get what you get. Mm, 100%. Yeah, look, he did have that bad game versus the Dragons, uh, 22 there. But since, and 28 the week after versus the Knights, but after that, it's, it's otherwise 59, 58, 52, which I think is more of what we should expect. But he, he can't get you an 80 or 100 like a Teddy or a Paps can. So that's just one of the things to keep in mind if you do get him. He sort of caps that around high 50s. Mm, 100%. Absolute effort player. Um, all right, guys, this week, what have we got at winning? Panthers versus the Broncos. Uh Nick. Uh, Panthers by 24. What have you got, Mitch? Uh, I'm similar, mate. I think without Payne Haas, uh, they're going to run rough shot. Panthers by 30. Excellent. Stu? And look, I've got the Panthers by four. I, I reckon the Broncos will try and turn up like they did last week. Absolute effort ball their way through this game. And uh, basically, it'll just be sort of, you know, I reckon it'll be a pretty close one. And if, look, if, if I'm wrong and the Panthers run right, then I'll be happy. So even if I'm wrong. Gross. All right. Next game, Saturday, 5.30 p.m. So again, you've got to see your family during daylight hours. Sorry, everyone. So uh, 5.30 p.m., <laughs> Seagulls versus Titans. I guess you can make the trip out to Brookie. You probably have to make, start that trip at 3 p.m. to get there by 5.30. So uh, guys, this week, uh, Des Hasler has made one big change. Toletau Cooler is in because Morgan Harper is out due to COVID. Cooler was out last week due to a calf injury. It's just a straight swap. Uh, Titans team, what's happening with that, Nick? Uh, Corey Thompson, see you later, mate. With uh, Brian Kelly, who's come back from, uh, I believe, COVID. So, Philip Sammy's gone onto the wing. And Kevin Proctor, see you, mate. He's been <laughs> left off completely. Um, so he, he was starting when both Vermont was gone, but then Bert Vermont took his starting spot. 
And so uh, Sam Lasone comes onto the bench with Kevin Proctor being dispatched. See you, mate. And uh, no word yet on Jaden Campbell, who continues to be injured. So Jermaine Asako uh, still gets that fullback spot. Hmm. All right. Uh, so, Mitch, who have you got, mate? Uh, just the one, boys. Toby Sexton, 38 points in 80 minutes. For those who jumped off him a week or two, it appears to have been the right decision, at least for now. Two goals and one tackle break. Continues to be underwhelming in attack. Look, if he finds a way to use for feeder properly and play like a real halfback, these stats could improve significantly. But for now, I think he's likely suffering from that NRL learning curve and gelling with a, a new halves partner in AJ Brimson. Guys, is it time to eject Sexton or are you holding the faith like do, do either of you have him? I ejected last week, so I nah, mate. I didn't hold the faith on Toby. Um, the, the eye test just isn't good. I look at him and go stinky. Uh, look, I I reckon he's got the he's got the pedigree. He's got the all right. Oh, maybe position. for twenty twenty three, but yeah. my fantasy team can't can't slug around any more shit. Yeah, <laughs> I look. I, he'll get there. I think the issue is is that if Toby Sexton, if you rolled him into like a team that had a settled spine, he performed brilliantly. I think the issue is is that like none of their spine is held. Aaron Clark didn't start properly last year. AJ didn't pray 5-8. Toby had four games grand total. And uh, you've now got Jermaine Asaka who's rolled in as your fullback. So You can't even crack the Brisbane starting 17. That's, yeah, exactly right. So I think that Toby, he's doing well in a bad situation. But I just think that, yeah, it's hard. You will really start losing money this week uh, if you continue to hold him. I know that other fantasy sites have him as a strong buy. He may get there. I just haven't seen it. So I, I would say find a safe haven, you know, out there, get that cash, go find, uh, you know, Moses, DC, a few of the other boys. Anyway, that's that's it from me for him. Uh, uh, Stu, you've got... Oh, yeah, Nick, you go. Talatal Kula. Yeah, so uh, the young man, the speedster, 220K, 17 break even. Is the DPP. Almost 30% of people already have him. And I think he's only come off the the bench for one game. Oh, no, he started center for one game. Anyway, he looks like uh, Morgan Harper. He has not been dropped. It's just the COVID. So we'll see what happens uh, next week potentially. So I thought he was a hard buy, but, you know, um, we're not too sure where he sort of fits in within this center rotation with Parker, Harper, and himself. So um, I'm not... I can't really recommend a hard buy now, so we'll just sort of have to wait and see potentially. Um, do you guys sort of think he's a hard buy at all, Stu? No, I look, I, I've got concerns. So obviously, buying a 220k player, you don't have too many concerns, but it's more the trade waste, having a guy who's not playing in your team. So for me, it's one of those questions of, look, he could come out and play absolutely brilliantly this week, but you've got Turbo coming back. Uh he hasn't got the wing spot uh, from uh, Christian uh, Tuipulotu. So, I, uh, I'm concerned there. Uh, I think he's Mr. Fixed in that team. And if he goes back to playing 14, 15, 16, whatever he is, or out of the team, you've just burnt a trade. Yeah. Okay. So, he's not he's not a hard buy necessarily. And he does come with some risks for the 70% of people who don't have him. Um, the other guy is Will Smith at 296K. So, he's got quite a high ownership. Um, he's scored 16 and his break-even is 30. 
Oh, guys, eject. He's going to start going backwards. His rolling average, so he actually started 5-8 in round one, and he's got a 39. So that rolling average is now going to drop out because I believe it's a five-week rolling average that affects your uh, break-even. So definitely eject out of Will Smith this week, guys. Sell. 100%. Speaking of eject, Jerbo, Jake Travojevic. So 629K, got 37 points in the wet last week. Uh, he only got 62 metres gained, 70 merits. And in a game which was played through the hands, like a lot through the middle of the park, 37 points for uh, Gerbo is just not what we would be hoping for. I know he's a long-term star. He used to be Mr. 50. It looks like he's Mr. Low 40s, mid 30s. So with only 150 this year. So guys, I have an eject on Gerbo. Can any of you guys, you know, argue with that one? Nope. No. Easy. And look, David Fafita, opposite end. Uh, 79 points. And look, I don't know, we've been saying at some point Fafita would find fantasy form and real NRL form. And he kind of found some real NRL form by just going out a dummy half. So uh, he got 79 points. And even excluding that in very impressive try, he got 34 tackles and 143 metres gained. So good base stats for David Fafita. Uh, look, I'm not 100% sold on him being back, but guys, I reckon, you know, I want to watch him this week. I reckon he might be a buy for me. What do you guys reckon? Uh, mate, I need to see Toby Sexton improve. I said it to you last week. I'll say it again. He needs to get better ball. He certainly did look better, but I'm thinking post-origin for David Fafita. I, I don't think, um, I'm, at least I'm hoping his cash or price point remains somewhere between 7 and 750 mm, Fair enough. How about you, Nick? Agreed. Excellent. Okay, so so a bit of uh, bit of concern there. Definitely keep an eye on David Fafita. Um, no problems. So guys, this game, who have we who have we got to win between Manly and the Titans? Nick, I've got a, I've got a tight one. Uh, Manly by four. Hmm. Fair enough, Mitch. I'm gonna go Manly by two. I really am struggling with this one. I could see this going either way. Look, I've got Manly by twelve. I reckon they'll just put them away late. I go back to last year where they just throw it wide, let this let their wingers have a real run at it. Wasn't that the what game we... that they were uh, down by twenty and then beat them fifty two twenty? They put on fifty two points and a half or something outrageous. Yeah, it was a, it was a pretty gross game. The Titans do have a low threshold for really giving up, unfortunately. Look, we're moving on to what I reckon could be the game of the, I'm hoping is the game of the round, which is Saturday night seven thirty five. Uh, finish your date by 7 o'clock. Give her a kiss goodnight because 7.35, the Storm and the Sharks play uh, down in Melbourne. So the team list this week, uh, only a real real easy one. Alec McDonald is out. Tyron Wishart is in, which is possibly the largest body size transfer from a bench that I've ever seen. Alec McDonald being a very big man and Tyron Wishart being about a leprechaun size. So uh, that's it for them. And Sharks team, very simple again as well. Just a real switch. Aiden Tolman is back, I believe, from COVID. Royce Hunt all the way back to the reserves. Everything else the same. Uh, look, I'll kick us off real quickly this week. Look, Jesse Ramian, uh, he got a huge 75 last week. Massive attack stats. But look, guys, you cannot take a win against the Tigers. And any points scored against them is like indicators of anything. 
I reckon Jesse Ramey is right at peak price and it's probably not the best time to buy him. A couple of weeks those scores will roll off and he'll just start decreasing in, in uh, price there. Nico Hines, another guy, look, 814k, but he's absolutely the standout wing fullback option for this year. Like, it's not even close so far. So he's scoring that many more points than anyone else you can buy. If you don't have him in your team right now, stop what you're doing. Go do some maths. Go get him in. It's way too late, but, you know, still give it a go. And Harry Grant, uh, guys, this one. So I have settled for a couple of weeks of zero scores for him, but this week he gives me a 68. So you've got to try fair attack spread of attacking stats, help Grant. And look, he didn't look as cooked as a lot of other hookers because he doesn't need to make as many tackles because the Storm, you know, don't get a lot of ball. So I've got Harry Grant, guys, as a buy. Any thoughts about Harry? Bitch. No, I was just having to think, mate. Um, no, no thoughts. I mean, if you have him on your team and you brought him in this week, I certainly couldn't fault it. He seems to be getting the minutes, which I'm about to talk about with Brandon Smith. Um, oh, I think it's a reasonable buy. I wouldn't hate to see it in someone's team. I personally won't be going there, but no, can't 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 say anything negative about that. Yeah, can't fault it either. Excellent. Okay, uh, Mitch, speaking of minutes and hooker, who have you got? Yeah, so this is one I really wanted to talk about with you guys. So Brandon Smith, 14 points in 36 minutes. Ouch. He's now nearly 500K, guys. Uh, four, four missed tackles hurt his score a touch, but seemed to suffer from a lack of statistics, period. Is there a chance he's suffering from the Storm using King Moore and Grant getting close to that symphony minute mark, which I was sort of alluding to there? And if this is so, will this continue to be the case given he's leaving the Rooster next year? Currently, Smith looks like an interesting cut price keeper if he gets the minutes. Guys, what are you thinking? Because I have him as a potential buy. I've got him as a buy. Uh, I reckon he's been cooked. That hand injury that he picked up, so he had that broken hand, and then two rounds later, he comes back and he plays 77 minutes right with a heavily strapped up hand because Harry Grant was out with COVID. So, and then since then, he's gone really quiet, which has led to some really poor scores. So I reckon with Brandon Smith, part of the real issue with him has just been the fact that he's just been absolutely, like, underdone coming back from the hand injury. Yeah. Probably just giving a really light on time of it for me. And so I reckon we just got to wait to see those minutes turn around because he's Tyron Wishard on the bench means that I reckon they think that Brandon Smith is fit because uh, Tyron Richard cannot play middle, really. Like I said, maybe a little bit of hooker. Um, whereas, uh, like, Alec McDonald, I was used much more in that role. So I reckon, yeah, Brandon Smith is definitely a buy once he turns that corner. Nick? Yeah, I'm not too high on guys without job security. Um, I don't quite understand his injury to the extent that you guys do, so... No, I'm not particularly interested until there's sort of, you know, two or three weeks of sort of consistent scoring. Um, and the rolling average of the break-even should mean it's pretty all right anyway, um, unless there's obviously an injury to the two guys we mentioned in Harry Grant on Josh King. I think that's a good uh, a good point with the rolling average that you do get a bit of time and you would want to see that break-even balance out a little bit, like even if you cracked out. 
55, 60 points, um, you'd be unlikely to be too far behind on that cash point. And if you're like me and you have Josh King, it's looking like we might get a straight swap. Uh, He's got a break even at 67, point. mate. He gets 55 yeah. next week. He'll still lose money. So you're good. So you've got time. Uh, I think if you're going to get him, it's just pre-origin when Harry Grant gets selected and Smith goes back to the full 80 minutes. That would be 100%. my thing. That's when I'm going to grab him. Uh, the other one, guys, I've got, and I know Nick in the past he's one of, the, one of your favorites, is uh, Cam McInnes. We have been on McInnes' watch the last fortnight. Has now taken some of Finucane's minutes and uh, up to 57. One try assist, one line break, only 21 tackles. Um, Nick, as the resident fanboy, do we see his tackling coming up? And what is the mark outside of minutes you're looking for to get on him? Um, I've sort of felt as the, the, the in-house medico that they've been playing him into the season, particularly with that last minute um, meniscal injury. What are you looking for to buy him, if at all? Uh, yeah... The the main thing with McInnes was to try and get him, I think we mentioned this last week, to try and get him towards that 80 minutes. So at the Dragons, when he was playing lock and punching out just ludicrous scores, uh, awesome PPM of, you know, 0.9 to 1, and he was playing 80 minutes. So obviously, that translates to 70 to 80 points, uh, which he was doing for a while there, um, in, in that hooker-lock hybrid role. So... Um, that's what I'm looking for. My understanding is he's still only playing in that middle role. If he can get the hybrid hooker, which means he'll play, uh, get extended minutes, that's really what I'm hoping for. He hasn't actually gone into dummy half yet, has he, guys? I haven't really watched all the Sharks games yet. Uh, Mitch, have you seen him play any dummy half? I believe he goes in and out because Braley had a reduction in minutes too. I think Braley was down to 69 minutes. So I think he spent about 10 minutes in hooker, mate, but I'll just double check that for you now. So we, we uh, want to get that up to about 20 minutes hooker so then he can then get that f- sort of 50 plus minutes at lock as well to try and get it towards that 70 plus minutes just to make him worth it. But, um, you know, once his break even comes down to around the, th- let's just say within the 40s, then he may be a go because he's at 615K. Um, so he's going to go sub, I'd say, this week. And then over the next couple of weeks, that's when we sort of might think about adding him in. Um, one of his appeals, though, in previous years was he was a DPP. This year, he's just a mid. So um, that sort of lessens his appeal, though, from a fantasy point of view, I feel, don't you think, Stu? Yeah. Uh, look, obviously, DPPs are brilliant to have, especially guys that you're not 100% sure on. It sort of adds, I'd say, 10 to 15% of value just to the flexibility it gives you that you can just park them. Uh, yeah, and look, from looking at this break, Blake Braley, say that three times quickly, uh, played 71 last week. So, look, McInnes yeah. got a bit of that. I would also say that McInnes' price point at around 45 points a game, it breaks even around the 590 mark. So, uh, according to FanHub. So, so, we really need another 10 to 15 minutes to even consider it, as Nick said. Yeah, that's it. And look, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I reckon the Sharks are pretty happy with where they they sit uh, f- currently for McInnes because he adds a lot of spark around that middle. Quick play. Nick, the did balls. you ever figure out that play the ball speed? Because I was listening no. to you. I was listen- re-listening to the podcast on my run on Friday and I thought, damn, I hope he does that for this week's potty because I'm really intrigued, particularly after watching that Tigers-Sharks uh, game. But... He gets that pack moving. Oh my god, no, mate! I'll, I'll put a reminder on to do this week. I'll write the reminder now, and I'll come. I will come back next week. I, I can find out for you right now if you want. 
So play play stats. It's actually, guys, if you ever need to find this stuff, it's on the NRL.com. It's not on the fantasy website. You go NRL.com, go to the match, go to player stats, and it actually has... Oh, I, was, I, I, I wanted to look over a whole number of games ah, is, is the point to, to, I, to I, have a look. Yeah. Guys, for this one, Brake Braley, for instance, had a 5.58 second average, right? Braden Hamlin Ueli, he's very uh, quick, 3.7. Cam McInnes, 2.8 second average play. Lord have time. mercy. So he, he pokes his nose through the line, gets the legs tackled. They say held. They got to roll off him. He plays. So I reckon they will play yeah. him in that role yes. to get that pack rolling for. Because you know it's it's like when you had Liam Martin on the bench for the Panthers. Why would you mess with that? So. Yeah. Yeah, and it means you can play for feed a big boy minutes to just try and hurt some people for twenty nine minutes a game. So speaking of uh, Andrew Fafita, Nick, real quick. Yeah, mate. Um, I uh, oh, Andrew Fafita is in um, plenty of teams at three hundred five k. Twenty three this week with a twenty one break even. So he sounds like a hole, but really he's so crowded for minutes and opportunity now. So they've got Tom and McInnes and Jack Williams in the bench. Uh, once you're in Fafita, it's not really much. Um, space for him uh, to be honest I was also hoping for more offloads so he's averaging one at the moment I was hoping for one and a half to even three offloads just based upon his offloading uh, ability and I thought you know uh, Fitzgibbon may say to him mate get in there for 20 minutes and just really change the game up and I know he's been good um, I just thought he'd sort of bring more uh, dynamicism from an offloading point of view um, so there's no rush to sell uh, but I would sell, you know, this next week or the week after and just get out, find another cash cow, um, whether that's an Edric Lee, a caller, or, or just someone else. It, he's just going to sit there and just eat up minutes and not do anything for you in your emergency. So, yeah, I, I just really wouldn't bother him. So, guys, uh, what do we have for the game this week? I've got Sharks and a nail, by, nail bites of by one. Uh, Stu, what do you have? Mate, I've got the Storm by 12 for this one down at uh, down in Melbourne. I reckon they'll just be a bit too strong, unfortunately. I think the Sharks, they'll need to tough themselves up for these sort of matches. Mitch? i got Sharks by four. They've had the wood on the Melbourne the last four years, so I'm mm. going to roll with them. They've got that DNA, don't they? Yep. Excellent. Okay, let's move on. We're now up to Sunday, so 2 p.m. Uh, we have the Roosters versus the Warriors top eight clash, which is the first time it's been a top eight clash between these two for a long time. So yeah, our Warriors <laughs> top eight. Yeah, well there we go. Well look, they they got three in a row, mate. Like you'll get the Warriors fans down the back. They're saying it's our year. So uh, look, this week, uh, look, I'll, I'll start with the Roosters. So Sam Verrills has been named to play back from that hand injury. Uh, which puts Connor Watson back to the bench. Uh, Tahiyako has been named on the bench, returning from a calf injury. Drew Hutchison and Daniel Silica Fafita have dropped into reserves. Fletcher Baker holds on to his spot. No sign of Egan Butcher. I know that we said he had like a four-week injury, but apparently it's worse than that. He's not in the 24 at all. And no sign of Billy Smith, guys, at all in the 24. Joseph Swali and Adam Kieran uh, hanging in reserves, and uh, but Momorovsky has kept his spot. I guess they go. You're not going to. Uh, you're not going to get run over every week, are you? <laughs> so uh, that's it there. So the Warriors this week, uh, Mitch. What's happening with the Warriors? Uh, Alessia Katoa returns to a bench spot. Uh, fortunately, I got off him last week uh, with Jack Murchie ruled out. Dallin Watani Lizette. Zelezniak uh, returns from injury, taking Marcelo Montoya's place. 
who is expected to be handed a suspension for contrary conduct. He did cop four games for that, uh, obviously, since I wrote these notes. So, yeah, he's out for a number of weeks. But look, DWZ's a starting winger, so not much there. All right, guys. Uh, Nick, what have we got, mate? You and Aiken. 635k. He earned our boom of the week with 80 fantasy points. This week his break even is 28. Uh, He had his absolute breakout game we've all been uh, praying for, waiting for, and he delivered. Um, Unsurprisingly, though, I think Mitch tipped this. uh, Sean Johnson, he came back and was electric with Reese Walsh and gave him a good ball and just provided just a little bit more space. So he's now that looking like that centre keep we were all hoping for uh, when we penciled him in in our pre-season sort of mock. So he's definitely a holder or a buy in, in my opinion at the moment. I would be very happy for you to buy him and just say, I'll bring him in and just hold on to him as my centre for the year. The other guy I have, uh, Josh Curran, guys, at 763K. I really watched him much closer this week than I have ever. Um, he sort of reminds me of sort of 2018 Jack DeBellin, slick hands, general ball running, super powerful. Um, in... Before this year's uh, PPM at lock was 0.71. This year it's 0.86. So it's not going to be overly excited, Mitch. But, you know, it's pretty unforeseen improvement um, that we just didn't see um, coming at all, which is why he went under our radar as a collective for the pod. Um, So his second row PPM is 0.73 for his career. So um, I, I say this all to mean that when Tohu comes back, I definitely see him moving to that age and uh, to the edge, sorry, and seeing Bailey Sirinan or Katoa or whoever's on the edge at that point um, being moved out for him. So based upon 80 minutes at a 0.73, he's still going to hit that 800K sort of valuation. So he's not a buy recommendation, but definitely a hold. It could be a whole season hold, guys. It's a uh, DPP, which I haven't mentioned as well. So um, yeah, just really awesome player. Um, Hang on to him, but don't bring him in necessarily. What have you got, Stu? Yeah, look, uh, so I've got here Angus Crichton, 627K. He got 48, 47 points last week, 62 break even. He got very lucky uh, with his points this week, actually. Nat Butcher copped uh, possibly the biggest knee in rugby league from Payne Haas as he uh, tried to go for the line oh. as an accidental what, what wasn't that? In the bin. I, that's what I don't understand. I, I, is that I think it's more, it's almost the guy almost uh, dropped onto his knee more than uh, his knee. Yeah, but you're right. I was surprised too that he didn't go get a, at least a penalty for that. Um, it must have been purely accidental contact. I think that they're going for the fat one. So anyway, Egan Butch, uh, sorry, Nat Butcher went off for an HI, did not return, which was pretty safe. So. Um, Angus Crichton to me is still looking undercooked. He's still wearing that, um, like whether it be a chest injury or an elbow injury, uh, he still could drop to sub 600k this week, which is a steal. So he's a definite chuck a star in it for me, uh, guys. Like just just keep an eye out for when that break even turns around. Uh, everyone will have him. Uh, next one, another keeper, James Tedesco, 639k, uh, 23 points, uh, 66 break even. So Teddy has not looked his very good to start the season, but his softest run probably all year coming up. So he's got the Warriors, the Dragons, the Bulldogs, and the Titans. Uh, so guys, keep an eye on Teddy. If he can't score in these matches, like he's he's a bit of a flat trap bully. He's not the worst, but he's a bit of one. He racks up his best scores against the worst teams. 
if he is not back to full fitness, he is a hard sell prior to round 10 versus the Eels and then Panthers and then Sharks and then back off the origin. So... Boy, boys, just real quick, just watching James Tedesco and something we spoke about in the preseason. Um, I think after those stem cell injections, he just hasn't been the same dude. I felt like he's lacked that extra step uh, as far as his ability to go hard off the left. I felt like he's been two or three yards slower. I don't think his base is 23. Um, as far as, you know, I think he's better than 23. Game. I don't think he's the 100-point player that we saw last year. I think maybe he'll crack the odd 60 or 70 against shit like the Tigers and the Dragons. But um, I be I actually am a little bit worried. I don't think he's a sell just yet, but I'm not touching him anytime soon. Yeah, yeah I'm not sure. Look, I, I've got him as a hold just for the moment. Like, just, just really get to see how it goes against those poor performing teams because I think that the Broncos have proven they're not a poor yeah. performing team. Which so, I think is good advice. But so, I think if you don't have him, I wouldn't touch him. Yeah, oh, look, I I think that, look, in the next couple of weeks, I reckon you'll be able to jump on. Like, this week, it's not essential, break even 66. But, look, if he does well this week, it could be one of those ones where he finally turns the season around. I think he needs to feed mm. well off his halves, and they they still need to click because Kiri, his fantasy and overall performances have not been good this year. Nick? Yeah, I think Teddy's just taken on a bit more of the playmaking role still uh, from last year when he was sort of... Uh, shepherding in uh, when Kiri was down from injury. So he's still getting back to his ball running best. And I, I, I do agree with Mitch. He doesn't necessarily have that lateral um, crab sort of tackle busting. He usually, you know, those cheap extra tackle busts he gets without making any meters going forward. So he doesn't quite have that yet. And uh, I'm not surprised, um, to be honest, based upon what Mitch has said. It's great advice. So, yeah, uh, definitely I wouldn't bring him in yet if you don't have him. And maybe next week or the week after. That's it. I think the other part for Tedesco holders, there's nowhere to put your money, guys. There's no Ponga. He's no good. There's no, there, there's no one no else. Turbo. No, that's it. You're really looking. If you're looking, no Latrell. If you're looking at Clint Gutherson and um, oh, that's Dylan bull. Edwards, that's a trap. You're, uh, you, yeah. I'm just saying it's ugly days, right? So for yeah. Teddy, just wait until it's a hard eject or eject to a real cut price fella and... He uh, will have a 70-point game sooner or later. He will. Just but I, I, just, yeah. I just don't think he's 2020, Teddy. Uh, he's probably, you know, another step down from 21. And I thought... Reese yeah, Walsh might be the only other option at that price point because Reese mm. Walsh gets a goal-kicking potentially. That's it. And he does. Though I, Yeah, I'll, we'll get to... Uh, oh, wait. It's, no, this is the Warriors game. I will briefly talk about Reese Walsh because I had a couple of thoughts about him, which is that the Warriors have had the easiest run so far this season. Uh, and this is where I come to with Jesse Arthurs as well. Here's my final look. Uh, Jesse Arthurs has had a great start, but the Warriors has had the softest yeah, beginning of the season of any team so far. So if you're tr- looking at Jesse Arthurs, as I know a few of you are looking with this weekend because you've got a break even of two. The issue is you've got Rocco Berry hanging out there. You've got Vilea hanging out there. So if Jesse Arthurs has a bad week, he could be left right out. So just be careful about uh, investing too much in Jesse Arthurs at 417K. And I guess that's where I come to with Reese Walsh. So he's mid 600,000s. And if he's not cracking out massive scores against soft teams, who is he going to get big scores against? Like, uh, what's the what's the next five for the Warriors look like? It looks like, sorry, just pulling it up now. Fixtures are... Roosters, Storm, Raiders, Sharks, Rabbitohs. Oh, boy. 
So yeah, that's a gauntlet. I'm, yeah, I'm not sure that you know Reese is getting a huge number of points there. Tell you what, you and Aiken's going to get some tackles. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Whereas he I likes guess- to tackle as much as he likes to hold the freaking ball. <laughs> <laughs> that's it's very true there all right mitch who have you got mate all right mate two quick ones connor watson 605k 36 points for the break even of 60 he's a hard sell for watson diard fans he's declined value verrell's made the starting side we were wrong about that he's coming in get off him we said it early in the season that this would happen and it has the other one uh, is Sam Walker. Now, Nick, I think you had him as your POD either last week or the week before, two weeks ago. Yep, just saw that note there. Um, seems to be gelling with Kiri slowly, 53 points in 80 minutes. It did include one big old meat pie and three goals. He had one line break and three tackle busts. There were three missed tackles in there as he was sort of acting as a mobile uh, speed bump for Katoni Staggs. Overall, a good attacking stats day. Uh, continues to have low kick meters at only 66. I see Walker's range in the low 40s unless he can continue with these attacking stats. Is there any temptation, boys, or are we staying off the Walker train? I am very tempted um, to bring him in, and that's due to a soft run over the next few weeks. And um, also, he's just gelling. You can see the combinations building yep. um, through him, Kiri, and Tedesco. So I, I may actually bring him in this week and just a set-and-forget type of uh, bench half, I think, potentially. Um, Stu? Uh, look, I, I'm i not really loving it at Sam Walker. He's, his floor is just not great. His, his ceiling is pretty good. He's, he's got some great attacking stats. He is a very classy player. Um, he's just... I just feel this game like he's coming up against the Bulldogs in a few weeks. Like I can just see Tevita Pangai Jr. just running at him all day. So I just... I have that worry about him. I could be wrong. I will keep an eye on Sam Walker. Beautiful. Okay, guys, uh, predictions for the game. Who's everyone got? Uh, Stu, how are you feeling? I'm going to go with the Warriors by seven. (laughs) I don't hate that, actually. I don't hate that. The Roosters Roosters deserve to lose to the Broncos. They did. They were were average in patches. They're not the Premiers this year, sorry to say. No, they're not. I disagree. And the Warriors, uh, the Warriors, they haven't shown that necessarily they're great this year, but they're here to play which is what we wanted to see for the Warriors for a few years. So I reckon that if the if the Roosters... That Warriors off, pack is nasty too. Yeah, they got uh, you, all of the big forwards, me. right? Yep. All right. Nick, who have you got, mate? And Bruce's, why? Roosters by four. I just think uh, they're building. They're getting some guys back in. And I totally disagree, guys. They are premiership contenders. They just are building and working. I think they're laying the foundations down for a, a, a really good push to the title this year. They're just, you know, as I said, putting in their offensive and defensive structures. You can see it's quite simple at the moment. And, yeah, they're building. I think it's a good point, but there are two things I'd say to that, and, and they both are the same sort of thing. I'm concerned about the health of James Tedesco. I'm concerned about Luke Keary. He's gone far too many games without an injury. Uh, I'm concerned about <laughs> Lindsay Collins' uh, performance. I think he's been average. In fact, I think the whole Roosters pack has been uh, pretty ordinary. Uh, and I'm very concerned about Angus Crichton. Um, I get busted vibes from them. There's something not quite quite right. I do agree that their their formula is starting to click, but they're, they're a couple of injuries away from, from being in real trouble. Like, you know, last year they had those veterans and they brought these younger guys through. They've got no one else to really bring through. 
Um, you know, I guess you got Lachlan Lamb and Joseph Swali, but I think Swali's another year or two off being good. Anyway, neither here nor, nor there, but I, I do have some question marks over the uh, the Roosters, but I may be made to eat crow. I mean, I think Nick probably in the end, you'll be right. Uh, let's move on to the Stinkathon, which is uh, the Sunday game at 4.05. We have the mighty uh, St. George Dragons against the Newcastle Knights. So, Stu, <laughs> take us away with the team list, mate. Okay. Oh, geez, mate. You give me the one with all the actions. So, the Dragons, they've made quite a few changes this week. Josh Kerr comes in as prop. Aaron Woods is out. So, all the way at number Thank 20. Thank God. Uh, look... However, we got the coach's best mate, Joshy Maguire, comes back from his his, his suspension uh, back onto the bench, as does George Burgess straight from the police station, straight into the team. So, <laughs> then, uh, unfortunately, Jackson Ford has had to put on a bit of makeup and take his place down at Old Bailey. So he's at number 19. Oh, uh, got Tyrell Sloan hanging around at 21. And Tyrell Fui Mayano here of the hip drop. Uh, not Still not invited to the family dinner. Still not invited to the Dragons team at 23. Uh, otherwise, it's all the same. Moses Mbai still keeps his position at fullback. And Jack Bird makes a pretty damn good number six. Tell I think Jackie Bird looks good at six. I think I think Talatalamone has got his work cut out to, to get back in the team. Bird is big and nasty. He's like a poor man's Jack White. He's good. He ain't the problem. 100%. That board pack, that's the problem, and man. And especially because it means that you get Tarek Sims and Jaden Sewer doing what they do best, which is bullying. It's pretty mean. Pubs. Yeah. It, it's good. The only issue with the St. George team is... Was anyone concerned with the total lack of effort getting back to the line and then creating line spin defense? Like, they were the anti-Penrith Panthers. They could have walked faster than that attacking That's line. That's why Aaron Woods is out this week. That's why Jackson Ford is out this week. Josh Maguire and George Burgess are there to stiffen this team up. Josh Kerr yeah. is in there because he's fit. He's very Look, fit. Yeah, it, it, and, and I think Kerr is a great addition. I think... Uh, I liked Laurie off the bench. I actually thought they started to go forward again once he came on. And I think the Dragons are probably rightfully at at $1.54 because I think dropping Woods probably increases the chances significantly, particularly when you're putting in someone like Josh Maguire. True. All right. Well, before this turns into a Dragons podcast, let's move to the Knights. Sorry, mate. Nah, all good. No, man, I love talking. It's like, and there's lots of action in that team this week. So always worth a chat. Uh, Another team with a few things going on. Uh, the Knights, they actually get some players back this week, guys. Now, they lost Dominic Young, and Adam Clune is busted, but he is named at seven. But uh, Origin hero, Edric Lee, is back uh, at the winger position, 240K. Remember that name. Uh, Dave Clemmer comes back early from that knee injury. He comes straight back into number eight, so he must be ready to go. And that pushes Jacob Saifidi back to the bench uh, Jariah Mamasia has also I don't know Mitch did you see that elbow injury on him I did not know straight like dislocated deformed elbow like went in for a oh, tackle sorry apologies I did say that yeah, yeah it was yuck Blow they're out. interesting to relocate those ones they're, 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 that's a fun one excellent mate that, that looked like filth so look I think that's Jariah Mamasia probably like that was his shot done for the year um but yeah, look, that's that's the grand sum of the changes there. Uh, pod favourites, uh, Leo Thompson, he of the mid-20 scores, still keeps his spot. 
So look, let me kick us off real quick. Uh, look, Leah Thompson, just hold him. You're going to have to sell him soon, though. Uh, Brody Jones, uh, 39 points this week. 359k, 15 break even. Decent outing for Bodie. PPM of 0.495. So... Uh, Mate, we called it preseason. He's a bit yuck PPM, but he's just getting minutes, so it sort of evens out his score, right? That's it. And look, if he was shuffled around a little bit too in a team, so he will do a little bit better in a team that does a little bit better. He's definitely a hold. He will make you some money. Kurt Mann. Uh, look, he spent 55 or, or 60 minutes at centre last week. Still got 37 points, 37 break even, uh, 594k. Uh, same thing happened to Connor Watson from time to time. Look, if you're good, you go and fill in spots. That sometimes happens. So um, he also spotted at fullback, I think, when Ponga was HI or something. Uh, yes, he I did. think. So yeah, he was just everywhere, Kurt. Man, sorry. Yeah, oh no, hundred percent. And look, his best PPM is at that middle position. But yeah, you, you've got to be aware of this. You know, he's DPP for a reason. He's actually, you know, one of those full position players. So he's definitely a hold for me. I think any any resistance from you guys on that one? No, no, not at all. And look, he's he's almost up to six hundred k. He there, guys. Like, I reckon he might be a hold longer term. I, I'm going to wait on. I've got him as my uh, long-term bench interchanger. Mid-half, mate. Come on. COVID year. That's true. And look, Edric Lee, as I mentioned before, 240K, 18 break-even. Hasn't played since the end of 2020 with a metatarsal fracture, a stress fracture that became a full fracture uh, just before he came back last year. He's returning via New South Wales Cup uh, with that Dominic Young MCL. Mitch, talk us through a metatarsalus fracture and whether we should be looking at Edric Lee at 240k. Look, they can be a bit of a bugger to uh, overcome as we saw with that prolonged return for Edric. But uh, from what I understand, he has been uh, back in New South Wales Cup for a few weeks. And the main reason he wasn't back in this team was because Dominic Young was playing lights out and rightly holding his spot. So I'm not overly concerned with Edric's return or ability to return back to what we've seen uh, previously, mainly because he's had a bit of time to get back into it. You know that for feed, I like at least three to four weeks. I believe he's had close to that. Um, yeah, I'm not worried. Perfect. Okay, so Edric Lee, guys, I've now that I've got that assurance there, I can say if you need to cash down, Edric Lee is a pretty safe place to cash down to, guys, and he will make you some money at the same time. Uh, he did hit mid 400s uh, the year before, but it's very much dependent on attacking stats, which there don't seem to be many of. Mitch. Which kind of moves us on to Kalen Ponga, doesn't it, mate? Mm. Because that's where the attacking stats were coming from. 23 points in 69 minutes. Yeesh. The concerning thing in there, boys, is that there was a meat pie in there. He's now close to 500k. Ponga is a classy player. There will be coming time to buy. Uh, likely when this forward pack is starting to really health, become healthy, which with David Clemmer, it's certainly heading that way, though I'd be thinking another week. Wait for that break even to stabilize. Um, it could be a borderline post-origin buy at this time because he will make that origin side. He's too good a player to not. Um, his break even is sitting at 70. So, you know, uh, his value could conceivably hit 450 if he has another game uh, like that. Boys, I've just said my thoughts that I'm thinking post-origin. Would either of you be looking to bring him in pre if he turns it around this week or the week after? 100%. Yeah, at 527k, 
I would I would definitely be interested. Like if he hits five hundred or below, he's on my radar. As soon as he turns it around, I'll park him for a couple of weeks. Is an interesting one, boys. I mean, you wouldn't do it this week without break even, but for an extra sixteen k, you could turn Stephen Crichton into Caelan Ponga, and Caelan Ponga has cracked a hundred. He's done it. That's true. He's one of the best players in the NRL. That's a layup, mate. Yeah, that's true. Look, if next Ponga week, if, 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 if Crichton has week. fifty, if Ponga has fifty, if Crichton has fifty and Ponga has fifty, it will be a straight swap. In fact, you'll make money. <laughs> Yeah, okay, pence me in for a possible early Ponga pickup. There you go. Nick? Mate, um, yeah, I'm keen. I'm in, 100%. Beautiful. Last, uh, last Next one, boys, uh, Benny Hunt. I've been high on him all year. He had 29 points. We all know I watch all the Dragons games. Even when I turn them off on my walks or runs, I end up turning him back on. Um so he had 29 points. His break-even is sitting at uh, 71. He was just a victim of trying to pull this Dragons team together. He's looked the best he has, uh, you know, the last five years. I thought last year would have been a great year had he not been injured. I think this year will continue. He just needs help from his forward pack. I think this is the best rendition of their forward pack. Mm. For me, he's a hold. If you don't have him now, it's not the time at that break-even. But uh, I do think he's going to be a, a, a nice way to transition into someone perhaps a bit more consistent in, say, a daily Cherry Evans um, later in the season. Uh, Nick, who have you got, mate? Mate, I'm just going to... Uh, he's not fantasy relevant, but Jack DeBellant at 625k, 48 fantasy points. And he's got break-even 54. So I'm not saying he's fantasy relevant, but he's very relevant to the performance of the Dragon side. So, as you know, uh, Mitch and I are Dragons fans. Mitch is a member, and we watch them very closely. So, when the Dragons were going well was when Jack DeBellin was going well in 2018. Um, what I'm recognising this year is he's, he's actually not back to his old self. He's passing the ball nowhere near as deep into the line, and what that does is it means the defence can sort of cheat off him. He's not running the ball nearly as hard as he used to either, and his work, entire work rate is just not what it used to be. Um, so I'm a bit, a bit worried uh, for all, the, I repeat, all uh, Dragons attacking players. Uh, ben Hunt's probably the only exception to the rule. So um, it's making me consider getting out of uh, Zach Lomax, for example, because he's just not getting the space that he deserves and he should be getting um, from that type of ball playing. So that's just a big warning for, um, you know, your Jack Birds, who was already a sell, um any other sort of uh, Zach Lomax who I mentioned. Just avoid Dragons players for now, I'd say. Uh, I think, you- I th- yeah, I think that's a good point, mate. Like, he, he, he doesn't threaten with his speed and size anymore, and his ball playing is not good enough. So, what's he doing? You yeah, know? and he, he's meant to be the backbone of the team, sort of like Isaiah Yo, like Ken Murray, you know, and he's just not cracking it. So, um no. Yeah, well, I think it's going to be a long year for the Dragons just based upon that. So, um, on to Jake Clifford, guys. 500, 587K. He scored a 31. So, he has willed to the last three weeks with a 37, 36, and 31. He's getting less running and attacking stats in general as the team has gotten more and more injured. Um, I would consider ejecting. So, we were very high on Jake Clifford uh, preseason. He was awesome in trials. He had an awesome couple of weeks. And then he just sort of wilted as the team... Um, as I mentioned, has gone injured. I would consider injecting for Sam Walker. Um, mm. That's something I would consider. The other thing I would consider is just holding him. Um, Stu, any other ideas or what do you reckon? Uh, look, 
Yeah, th- there's not many around that level, unfortunately. Like Ben Hunt's break even's gone to you know Toby se- seventy one for Ben Hunt, uh, high mid sixties for uh, Toby Sexton. There's not too many places to go to. So if you're trying to fill your starting half role, you can either gamble low with like bringing Ilias and just sell off Jake Clifford to someone else, or I reckon he's probably like the, the other issue is Milford. I, I did we mention that? Yes, we did. Milford. Uh, join the side which means that he could actually take over that Adam Clune role so I would be saying yeah find a, find a space to do it maybe even cash someone else down upgrade to one of those higher rating halves because it very mm. much looks like a year of two different halves isn't it like these mid ranges they're just not performing nah I mean he could come good I'm not ruling that out but at the moment the way he's trending I would consider jumping out he's had three average scores after getting out of the blocks quickly. So oh, anyway, well, um, next I've game, the- we actually got a half coming up that might be worth looking at from the Tigers. So let, how about we wait for that one? Okay. So I've got the Dragons by four. Uh, Mitch? Dragons by eight, mate. I think I think the bookies are looking for a bit of action from the Knights. Stu's convinced me with the Dragons forward pack, which I think was the missing piece last night. Uh, let's see him turn it around. Stu, what do you got? Uh, look, I'll, I'll put the Knights plus 12 just to give you guys the wind-up. But uh, no, look, this is, the, <laughs> this is the best version, right, of the Dragons pack that I reckon I've seen. Josh Kerr is a great. He's much more mobile in the middle. Francis Molo, I, I must say, he's gone unspeakable. That guy has no chill. He looks good. He looks really... He is almost a sneaky buy for me. There's some money in Francis Molo because he's locked down that starting spot where no one else has. Everyone else has turned over in that team. Francis Molo's got... So, just quickly off the top of my head, he scored 38 uh, last week. He's got a break even of 32. Uh, look, he's scoring sort of mid-40s. I reckon there could be a few points in him. Uh, but either way, this yeah, the Dragons pack's looking good and the Knights have $3 million worth of talent on the sideline, or two and a half now that David Clemmer's back. So, yeah, they're just they're bent, unfortunately, at the moment in the Knights. So a couple more weeks of pain for you guys. Uh try and remember the times when Brownie was coach I guess could be worse (laughs) (laughs) then again I must say that right there will be serious talks there will be the normal outrage on social because the Dragons fans they hate their board more than any other board I've ever found right if the Dragons lose this week there will be some serious hate in the air mate I'm asking for my membership money back if they lose this week I'm I'm going to be out front of St. George Leagues Club straight after the game. I'll be there. What's the time of the game? Uh, 4.05. Yeah, I'll be rocking up there about 6.20. Probably about a <laughs> 10 to 15 minute walk. Fair yeah. enough. Hey, on nice. to the other, on to the other disgruntled joint venture in the West Tigers versus the Eels. <laughs> That's it. Oh, the Eels. Yeah, excellent. So look, the Eels this week, uh, a few changes there. So uh, Nick Corey is back from his injury he's actually gone to the centers which I reckon is really smart he played really well there uh, except when he bent James Tedesco in half uh, <laughs> also we have uh, Junior Polo out this week for tackling too hard Oregon Kafusi comes in Sean Lang comes back from hamstring injury which means DPP hero Ryan Madison who should not be in your team at any point this year he's back to the bench uh, Bryce Cartwright he of the flick pass uh, is all the way back at 18 and Zach Sini, uh, who, <laughs> you know, I'm sure Mark from the NRL Fantasy Amateurs is never wants to see his name again. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I've, I 
though thinking about that, look, at least he had an opinion. I am an R too much. So look, but Zach Senior's back at twenty four. Could actually play this week, maybe. There are the what? Very, the, Where? Uh he could play at wing. Uh Anyway, Will Penasini is at the wing at the moment, so that's a bit of a change from centre to wing for him. Uh, Zach Sini is outside the main top 30, so he would need an exemption to play, but with the number of injuries that team currently has, would they would probably get it. Uh, wow. Moving to the other side, guys, I'll take this one because this one's an absolute nightmare to go through. Uh, Dane Laurie returns after uh, being ruled out with COVID-19. Stafford Toha moves from fullback to wing. Ken Mamalo moves out to reserves. Jackson Hastings returns to the number seven position. He's the halfback and is being given the keys to the team, according to reports. Like, he is the main playmaker for this team. Luke Brooks moves to six. Uh, Jacob Little has been cut entirely out to the reserves. Jake Simpkin oh, comes man. in at hooker. Kelma uh, Tuolagi and Luciano Lelua and Joe Offengawi are all safe. I guess it's quicker to say who's safe, isn't it? Uh, look, Jock Madden moves from six. He moves to 14. I reckon he's been hard done by there. I reckon he's been doing better than Luke Brooks last few weeks. But he's at 14. Uh, the rest of the bench remains the same. Tyron Peachy has moved to reserves at number 18. Oliver Gildart has also been cut from centers. So, guys, huge news there. Uh, so, Nick, we were just talking about possible exits for Jake Clifford if you are so inclined who have you got as a possible exit in the halves from these games I feel a bit reckless here but um, I was I had to write do a write up on someone fantasy relevant and Jackson Hastings 435k 36 break even I was trying to find some sort of statistical reason to bring him in and I think I might have pulled an edge so he's kind of, he isn't coming back from injury, which is number one. So he's coming back from suspension. So he has been training this whole time. I think that's important uh, when you look at guys coming back in. Now, I just, I came up with this, this, this theory. So the average halfback price is 639K. Now, once you take out the top four teams that we've sort of identified this season, the Sharks, the Storm, the Panthers, and the Eels, the average halfback price is 576K. So I'm just thinking, just by putting on the number seven jersey, you know, Hastings can make 140k or so if he gets a decent crack. He's got form in the area, so he has been, you know, a five six hundred k halfback before, back when he uh, played with the Roosters and, and stuff. Um, and his average at halfback is thirty nine point seven. So you multiply that by fourteen thousand k uh, per point, and it gets you five hundred fifty six. Uh, 556k so I've got a strong buy on him and I may bring him in this week um, him or Sam Walker I'm still tossing it up uh, Stu how'd you like that look I like the look of Jackson Hastings much more than I like the look of Sam Walker he also got goal kicking last time he started over Luke Brooks as well which is nice not that they're scoring many points I was just <laughs> But, yeah. Uh, yeah, so look, Sam Walker will get more points from the kicking, but I like the look of Jackson Hastings. So I, for me, he's someone who I'd definitely be interested in. The price point is nice uh, for exiting. I hate only the Tigers, right? Adam Dewey will be back <laughs> at some point. And this year, the only guy I've liked is Kamal Tuolagi. So I can't... No, you know what? I'm going to... I'm going to do it. This could be my Zach Sini call. Buy Jackson Hastings now. Stop what you're doing. Go and buy him. It's like, I'm oh, going no. to sit on the fence. Go and buy him. I, I'm going to do it. 
Oh, Lord. I'll do it. The, the rule of 2022 is don't touch the Tigers. That, that should be like... Except for Tuolagi, yeah. Except for Tuolagi. That was but, the rule we said, and you've broken on. it at week no, six. I have, but remember, Jackson Hastings, he hasn't been at the Tigers long enough to be ruined by them yet, right? Oh, okay, so God. I reckon he'll come good. They bought him in to fix this team. So, mm. anyway, I, they've had Best to, of luck with that one. Exactly. I'm going to do it. Anyway, moving on. Uh, You're a liar. You've said that many times. Then I look at your team come <laughs> freaking Thursday. It's like, well, that was bullshit. Uh, mate, I'll do it. Okay? Pod- podcast. We want to see the screenshot have- and we want to put it on Instagram Thursday. Thank you. <laughs> we will. And what's more, look, I'll give you weekly Jackson Hastings pain updates. Okay? So I'm, I'm calling we, we, could, we could do a pain scale from zero to ten how much pain is he causing you oh mate we're, they're gonna get trounced the next few weeks too anyway it doesn't matter moving on okay so Mitch obviously you're not buying Jackson Hastings by the sound of that I'm not touching Tigers players mate that's it no, no, nothing but needs to be said fair enough okay Dylan Brown Nick what what happened there give us a breakdown uh, he he just flopped zero kick maze. He, he I've written he crapped the bed. <laughs> he did nothing. <laughs> After I gave Stu a spray about, you know, talking him down, he produces that. <laughs> no, you no. asshole Dylan Brown. No, 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 no. Don't worry. Don't panic. Just hold him. He, the fundamentals are still there. He's still a good stock. It was just he could game. crack 70 out this week, couldn't he really? Like, rip yeah. this to the if Tigers. You, if you Tigers. own Dylan Brown, repeat this to yourself, it was just one game. Okay, hold. 100%. I guess that's that's what Pappenhouse's owners are doing after that glass game, <laughs> who we failed to mention in the storm. He had a meat pie in that 18 or 19 points, you know? He did. and so, But exactly the same. He got 100 the week before his break-in was 18. He decided to give everyone who didn't own him a chance there's, to buy him. There's no point no point mentioning Paps. Just if you're selling Paps, you're, a, you're an up D and, and don't listen to our podcast. Yeah, hold Paps. <laughs> All right, Mitch, who have you got, mate? Uh, just a quick dispatch here, guys. We've got Reed Marnie. If you haven't already hit the eject button, uh, do it now before you end up like goose out of Top Gun. Uh, 29 points in... Uh, I think that was meant to be 61 minutes. Stu was rightly concerned with the inclusion of Mitch Rain, who took 19 of those minutes. He did have six demerits, but in an eel side that was dominant early, could not find a way to get involved early. He's a class player. I'd chuck a star on him and see what happens. Um, as it seems, you probably missed the cook train. So uh, at, at some point, if you're looking to find a cheapy cashy, if Reed some, somehow finds a bit of attacking form and, and gets it going, he could be uh, could be an interesting one. The other one I've got, and it's certainly not someone I'm looking to pick up, but I'm willing to put it to the panel here, is Luke Brooks. The soon-to-be million-dollar man at the West Tigers. Uh, once again, the Tigers looked without direction against against a really strong Sharks team. Brooks did have multiple demerits, four missed tackles and three errors. Glad he's earning that cash. Guys with Brooks, uh, his value is now set to be close to 500k if this form continues. Is anyone looking to take the risk at that price, particularly given the Jackson Hastings news and the instability at this Tigers team. Not now, mate. You you can't touch. He's untouchable. Just no. if you have him, do his just back around him. ten. He can't yeah. do it. 
So he, he could be gone from the club. He could be sent to Reggie's. Who knows? Awesome. George might play Moneyball with Luke, Luke Brooks. They've done it with everyone else. <laughs> oh, I'll be well, starting my. I'll, I'll be start to make my effigies if it happens. <laughs> well, the good news is is that at least he'll he'll be less of a problem off the field than Corey Norman. <laughs> anyway, moving just on. Just as much of a problem on. So yeah. you know, at the end of the day, do I really care? That's no, true. Just Normie in a different jersey. Okay, well, let's talk about the Tiger. We do want to own Kelman Tuolagi, 44 points, 66 minutes. He's got a three, He's still 363K because he got a couple of injury-affected games, but his price rises and now on the move, guys. 17 break-even, very solid in a losing team, which is why he's going to Manly next year. So <laughs> they can't win a trick over there. They buy a guy, take a chance, and he's like, I'm out of here. So, uh, but He's clearly watched the movie Get Out. That's it. <laughs> so he, Kelman Tuolagi, is a buy, guys. If you haven't got him, he's not too expensive. He will, I reckon, he'll crack mid 500s in price. He's very good. Uh, Junior Paulo, uh, 578k, 35 points. He's back to where you started with him. He's, I've got him as a sell because Ace, he's, he's only missing a week. But you just, we're just not seeing the action out of him. He's very much like Tayako last year. We thought that we were, he was going to rise to the next level. He just hasn't quite got there. You may as well have Max King if you got Junior Paulo, so just get it out. That's true. Well, you probably got him too, but yeah, to just find someone else. Find an exit. Uh, Mitch Moses, 731K, 65 points, 35 break even. A great game, and I always like to look for this with halves who do score well. A variety of attacking and base stats, not just sort of like three tries or something like that. Uh, he's almost looking like a keeper half option just because the fact that the Eels are performing really well this year. I've got him as a possible buy. Uh, I know they've got a tough run, but it looks like Mitchell Moses has finally leveled up his game. He's turned into an adult at age 28 and a half. Guys, what are you thinking about Mitch Moses? feel like I might have missed a train there, mate. Uh, and I don't know if I trust him at that price point. Um, I think I'd prefer Benny Hunt, who's 10K less. Fair enough. Uh, the, the price will obviously move quite apart with the 35 break-even versus 70 this week. Uh, Nick? Yeah, I'd swing from Ben Hunt to Mitch Moses in a heartbeat just based upon the stinkiness of the team. Oh, no, don't say that. Now I'm thinking about I'd, doing it. I'd do it. I'd oh, honestly do it. Come join me on the Jackson Hastings pain train, bro. No way. <laughs> no, I've got enough you, pain with Ben Hunt. Ben Hunt to Jackson kick Hastings. Kick on a better team. I've, I've got cash to do that, eh? Ooh. That's a layup. It is. Uh, yeah. Cash I lost. I'll be thinking about that one tonight as I go to bed. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Thinking about Ben Hunt as you go to bed. Quote from Mitch tonight. All right. Yep. So, guys, this game this week, <laughs> let's go. Nick, who, what have you got this game uh, down to? You've, you've obviously uh, got a Tigers win. Yeah, cl- close one, guys. Eels by 30. Okay. Uh, Mitch, what have you got? Uh, I got Eels by 12. I don't think they'll blow them out of the water, but it'll be convincing. Excellent. And look, I've got possibly, you know, the Tigers to win because the earth comes up and swallows the entire eel side just before they enter the ground. So the Tigers by default. Barring that, <laughs> barring that miracle, 
right is it's probably the tigers by about 24 just quickly not to disrupt the podcast too much because we want to get to the to the moon segment um where is the next tigers win coming from or, or their first win like is where is they anyone george no <laughs> well actually no there's an interesting stat does anyone know as a dragons fan i do know this nick how many games do you reckon st george has won in their last 13 one <laughs> that's correct yeah, it's not been good. Uh, since Barbecue Gate, yeah. One since Barbecue Gate. Yep, that's the correct stat. That's it. So uh, so th- there you go. Okay, when are they playing the Dragons? You guys keep going. I'll, uh, I'll look, find they've out. They've got Rabbitohs. They've got Manly. Uh, they've no. got their Manly again. Oh, jeez. Uh, uh, they've, got, they've got some... August field. 22, they've got the Dragons. Holy uh, shit, that's no, a long no, time. May, May 1st, sorry, May 1st. Oh, okay. Uh, but May, May 15... They've got the uh, Cowboys as well, so there might be one and one and nine at that point. Yeah. Okay, because yeah, I, as you can tell, not rating the Cowboys this year. Uh, moving on uh, to the Moon guys. Look, we've got some players with low break evens this week that you might be able to hop onto. Now we have Taylor May, who we've mentioned. He's got a zero break even, but a bit risky. Jesse Arthur's again risky, but you can take a run on his break even of two. You will make some money. So you see, for Talakai, the man of a thousand tackle bus, he has still got a break even of five. Huge price rise this year. Uh, Lachlan Ilias, break even of nine. Hop on, guys. He's finally starting to make money. Joe Stimson, he of the try uh, against the Panthers. Very impressive try. I saw that. He looked very good there. He will get more game time. Break even of 10. Brad Schneider, break even of 11. Sione Katoa, 12. Semi Valame, 13. And rounded out, Ronaldo Militalo, break even of 14. I'll just add one more thing for the podcast listeners here, guys. Because this... Uh, the way that things have been going this year, people's scores have been less than previous years. It means it's that those guys who do crack out those 70s, their prices are rising way quicker than they used to be. So CSC for Talakai, he's gained about 150 grand in a couple of weeks with a 70 and a 50. So it's just absolutely enormous. So when you see these guys having these big games, you can actually gain a lot of value quickly if they can back it up with another good game. Like Dan Gagai, he went from like, what, 750, uh, sorry, five. 50 to about 700 grand in about three weeks, didn't he, guys? Yeah, that's right. That's it. All right, Nick, uh, you just had to be different, didn't you, segment, for a point of difference, players. Take us away, mate. Well, I had Sam Walker uh, a couple of weeks, so I've got him again this week at 491k, break even at 26. I mentioned Roosters have a bloody soft schedule, so he's my part of the week. Nice, mate. Uh, yeah, I've got uh, TPJ boys. He's a little bit outside the rules at 6.7, but that's close enough because I don't see anyone obvious. And I can't in good conscience go Ben Hunt again because now Nick's making me think I should trade off him to Mitchell Moses and I'm confused. <laughs> oh, he's going to sleep confused dreaming about Ben Hunt. There we go. Let's Sorry, mate. Quote of the week. Sorry. <laughs> Makes for a funny line anyway. And, mate, look, I've got Jackson Hastings. Uh, I'm I'm going to do the Zach Sini all in, all aboard the Jackson Hastings. Oh. 1.6% ownership. That's pretty good. Oh, mate, it means that only 1.6 people are coming down the hole with me. But, look, the way that I'm figuring here, I'm only gambling money I can afford to lose. So I've got cash in the bank. I do not know where to put it. So Jackson Hastings is as good a gamble as anywhere else because there's so many ugly spots at the moment. All right, 
Guys, uh, oh, captain, my captain this week. Uh, so, look, Mitch, what have you got? Uh, mate, I've said it two weeks in a row, and it's going to be a third. Nathan Cleary. Easy. Against quick, the Broncos, easy choice. Quick segment then, Nick, who have you got? Same as, uh, if you got Cleary, I think you just sort of have to take him, especially with Hask on this week. I've got no other option, really, I feel. Um, yeah, so Cleary versus, uh, hopefully, they tell the, the Broncos. 100%, like, as, as a Panther supporter, I fully endorse that sentiment. Thank you, Nick. Uh, for myself, uh, I do not own Nathan Cleary, so I'm going to go Harry Grant versus the Sharks. I'm Panthers fan, you are, mate. Yeah, well, look, uh, I'm just, I'm waiting for Nathan Cleary. Like, you know, I've, you know, I've, he's got to find his way to make himself special to me again. <laughs> All right. Okay, so for me this week, I have... As my trades, so obviously I've got a very big one. I've been in Jackson Hastings, and then second one is is that I reckon I'll probably get in either Edric Lee or Blake Taff, one or the other. I'm going to have a think about that one. Uh, Leo Thompson or possibly even Stephen Crichton may see themselves on the chopping block. I'm reluctant to stall Steve Crichton though. Nick, I think one more week for Steve Crichton, mate. Oh, 100%. One game. You've got to get Jackson Hastings in. How are you bringing Jackson Hastings in? I've got I've I've got Cleary money hanging around. So that I'm he's it's getting less and less every week. So uh I've, I've got like 400 grand in the bank. I'm pretty good. Uh so it might be Leo Thompson to Jackson Hastings, possibly the worst trade of all time. Uh Nick, what have you got? Oh, I've got a bit of an issue, guys. I've got Zach Lomax, who's not really going anywhere. He's not quite performing how I want him to. He's had some up and down issues. And as we ratified in the group chat, uh, the Dragons are stinky. So he I'm needs Jessica about- Sturgis back, mate. That's the problem. <laughs> if he gets back to Jessica Sturgis, he's a fucking buy. Mate, uh, Sturgis just won the comp. So I'm hoping they can now get back together now that rugby league is not the separating factor in their relationship. So I might have to slide it to both their DMs and get them back together just for the sake of my fantasy team. Um, other fires to put out this week, Leah Thompson and Billy Smith. Um, I haven't got much money in the bank, so I might have to sell Lomax to make a Hastings trade or I might just look at a cooler or Edric Lee potentially as well. So yeah, yeah we'll, we'll see. I haven't quite settled on it. Mitch, what have you got? Uh, not dissimilar, mate. I think it's time to finally get off the Billy Smith pain train. Uh, that's my big, biggest whiff of 2022. I think I was quite high on him. So I'm going to move him to Edric Lee. That's almost a guarantee. Pocket the 52K and move on. Um, possibly the Hunter Moses move, but mate, I, I've always been a big fan of your eye test. Uh, I'm very tempted to hold the faith. I think, as Stu said, this is the best in George pack we're going to have. Hunt will have a bit more room. He'll run. Mm-hmm. And Ben Hunt is a much better player than Mitchell Moses. So I'm going to stick to the eye test. I'm going to stick to the eye test. Hunt's the only player worth having on St. George. He drinks the whole bloody milkshake. I'm going to hold at least one more week. Fair enough. Good call. No, it it is a good call. You're not going to get uh, Jackson Hastings become the trio? I'm not doing it. I I, I just can't afford to roll the dice any more time. I've got TPJ. That's, (laughs) I've got TPJ. I've got Josh King. Um, there's too many dice dice rolls I've had that have gone south. That's I don't fun. want to be slip outside the top yeah. ten thousand. Ah, fair enough, mate. Look, to to be fair, I, I'm just having fun to to keep, make sure the family league keeps nice and even, mate. So, look. Anyway, let's move on to the uh, questions from the people. So, uh, how about we start from the bottom, Nick? What questions have we got there, mate? 
Oh, I'm just on the wrong spot of the page. There we go. Uh, how many trades should we have around origin time? That's from Torrin. Stu, I think you're probably best to equip this. What do you think? How many trades should we have? Uh, around the, 13? the minimum answer is 20. So especially if you're... Now, if you're playing head-to-head, you can run with a little bit less if you're really grinding for value. But you... Uh, overall, you want that because you really you want to be playing as many players as you can, both round 13 and round 17, and that means a lot of trades. Uh, so, yeah, you remember this year from round 13, you get four trades every week for the rest of the year. Okay. Righto. So uh, that is a bit of a change this year. So just be aware if you burnt all your trades and you wonder how these people are getting all these studs every week or fixing up all these injuries, that's why. So I reckon 20 is a minimum. I prefer 22, 24. Uh, yeah, right. Okay. So we might have to slow down our, our trades. I've year. only got 23. Oh, Mitch, you're already done. Anyway, <laughs> what's next, Nick? Stephen Crichton, guys, does he have any more money to be made? I think we kind of answered that. Maybe wait yeah. a week on him. Yep. Um, Rich and Sash, best player to swap for Clifford. No cash in bank, all positions covered. So I sort of said um, Sam Walker, but it looks like Jackson Hastings may be a good way to free up about 150k, Stu. Yeah, oh, look, I, I'd consider that. Look, you could just wait a week, right? Sam Walker is safer. He's on a better team. He has. I think. I think we got to recommend Sam Walker first, right? I have to recommend Sam Walker as a primary one. He's he's more money, but that's the only thing wrong with him, right? Luke Keary looks more like he's in that five eighth position. However, if you want to roll the dice, if you're behind, Rich and Sash, if you really want to go to the casino with us, come to come down to Jackson Hastings Pain Train. I'll make a promo. The Pain Train. Excellent. Let's do that. Oh, wait, if we're behind, I should roll the dice. Maybe I should do it. Excellent. Oh, mate, you're so far behind. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Moving on. <laughs> what, what's next, Nick? Uh, um, I think it says Curran or Papali'i as your DPP middle. So, yeah, that's um, Isaiah Papali'i. I, 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 I don't know who asked that. So, whoever asked that, I apologize. But... um. The, the thing is, his current is 763k and he's got the buy around 17. And Papali'i, who doesn't play Origin either, is 832k. So he's 70k more expensive. Um, but he's the buy around 13. So I'm not quite sure what to do with that. Um, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess. so that was from uh, Dean from the podcast. So he, he sent me a text. He's saying, look, should he go Josh Curran or Azai Papali'i as his DPP? you know middle mm. edge option so that's a really good question yeah mm. and look the the answer is at the moment Josh Curran is a smoky for origin that puts me a little bit against him but he's also 60 grand cheaper he's got top he has back. no chill he does not and that that's why I'm going to recommend I should have started this year with Isaiah Papali'i I didn't I yeah, I silly. agree. Papali'i, he's got better job security, whereas Curran will get shifted to the edge when Tohu comes back. So Papali'i is just a set and forget sort of trade, yeah. isn't he? And that's it. Didn't we talk you out of Papali'i, Stu? We yeah, did. I did. Yeah, I know. That was my fault. No, yeah, I've my got bad. to take ownership yeah. for my own mistakes. But the... Um, nah, screw that. Papali'i <laughs> is... The other good, interesting sign is, unlike the, last year when there were issues in the middle... Papali went to the middle. This year, it's Madison 
who's going to the middle. So probably they're just leaving on an edge and letting him chew up opposition edge players and halves. And he does a thing. Yeah, he's killing it. I mean, he's a absolute like uh, monster. So uh, I'd say probably Dean, but I guess we'll chat about it over coffee on Thursday. Excellent. Uh, and uh, sorry? No, I was just going to say any more questions, Nick? No, no, no that, that, that's all. Um, and just a quick shout out to Emma for five wins in our inaugural draft league this, this year. So big shout out to her. Also shout out to my nephew, Leo, who's turning seven this week. Oh, happy birthday, Pan- Leo. Hopefully the Panthers get a win for you, mate. Uh, do you guys have any shout outs? Oh, yes. Uh, as always, to our uh, chief sponsor, myself. Like, I'd like to thank myself for all the effort and uh, money that I put into this, making this podcast great. Thank you. <laughs> I, need to, I need to chat to our sponsor. Like, I, 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 would, I wouldn't mind a pay rise at the moment. Uh, I've been checking my mate, bank account. I'm waiting, waiting for the first check. It hasn't come through yet. Mate, so. we're on a performance-based pay structure here, mate. So, that's why. Uh, no, mate, we're all doing well. But uh, oh, just, just quickly, actually, for the listeners who actually listen week or week, um, Mitch has forked over his sandwich um, for the South winning by more than eight against the Dragons. Was it? Uh, yep. So, yep. but we're back to because um, I owed him a sandwich. What are you sandwich for? Uh, Raiders beat Sharks. Sharks. That was which, it. Which, man. in hindsight, was a suicide bet for me. I got lucky with that. <laughs> yeah, so we're back. We're back to nil. Uh, what other? Do we have any other sandwich uh, bets on, uh, the, on me, the side me, of the I squared away. Uh, Mitch owed me one for uh, the size of the eels win the other day. Uh, yep. But uh, I traded that in for professional services, so we're, we're all good there. <laughs> yep. Okay, I think that's pretty much the potty, guys. Stu. Yeah. Yep. Thank you, everyone. Uh, thank you, all the listeners at home, if you've made it this far. Thank you again. I did go into another store this week trying to find Starburst. Cannot find it. My exports from Ukraine are currently blockaded by Russia. I will find something for you guys <laughs> at home uh, eventually, possibly even for our league winners, if I can find some that are not radioactive uh, or on a boat through the Black Sea somewhere under Russian area attack so moving on from that uh thank you for listening uh good luck with your teams this week everyone uh round six and remember uh you know you don't need to delete the app just pivot go aim for value uh go win your head-to-head leagues yes they can be fifth overall but if you knock them off right come round 24 you're the one who's laughing out of the side of their face right so anyway enjoy that and have a good evening and Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Mitch. Thanks, guys. Always a pleasure. Okay.